Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. I'm going through this article about playing hard to get, and they say that it works. Oh, yeah? I always thought that it did work. I thought that that was just the, the sort of basic thing of you play hard to get because it's manipulative. Come on in here, Maureen. Come on in. You don't have to shout from the from the room, man. God, you've been playing hard to get with me for 10 years. Stop it, dude. Um, First of all, Maureen, you're married. Yeah, thank you, Mocha. <laughs> Uh, one researcher says playing hard to get makes it seem as if you're more in demand. And we call that having a higher mate value. Then there's more. Another researcher says, quote, people who are too easy to attract may be perceived as more desperate. That makes them seem less valuable and appealing. But there is such a thing as too hard to get. Well, of course, there's such a thing as too hard to get. Then it's not a game. Then you're just not interested. That's called not being interested, right? Did you play hard to get with Matthew more? No, Matthew played hard to get. Matthew played hard to get. Very oh, hard yeah, to get. Oh, you were the right? chaser, right? I was the chaser. He was the chasee. Okay. And like he was unsure he was getting over somebody, blah, blah, blah. And but, was, but was that legitimate emotions or was that him playing hard to get? Well, he said, when I'm ready to admit that we're dating, I'll just say the word now. Okay, but no, and no, but what then, I, but, he still hasn't said now. But, but what I, what I, <laughs> no, you know what's funny? He never has because he put he put on a <laughs> piece of paper yeah. under a plate. But, so in theory, he never did. But was that him playing hard to get, or was that him being like legitimately needing time to get Whatever over something? Whatever it was, it felt like it was playing hard to get to me because it just made me want him even more. Do you think that maybe the reason it took so long was because you had no interest in understanding his emotional well-being? <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a he secretly wrote yeah, on a piece of a paper. Concern <laughs> Not a concern. I used to me at play all. hard to get all the time with well anybody. This <laughs> <laughs> is general public. Who is interested? So hold on. So you. So I've never. I've never met somebody who looked back at their dating history, which was bleak, and went, "Yeah, it's because all the hard to get playing I did." <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Did, was Jenna hard? Did, did Jenna play hard to get Mocha? Um. And did it work? It no. was different for you guys because you guys had to sort of be secretive for a while because she worked for the company, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, she didn't play hard to get. No. I don't think she did. No. We took it like super slow, just texting back and forth. Yeah. Before we. But you were like, both out, interested. She oh, never, there was yeah. no games of. No, 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 no. Man, got time for games. Yeah. Okay. Come on, bro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play I, hard to get with uh, Catherine? Yeah, but I didn't play it though. I was just hard to get. <laughs> like, but no, I don't. I don't mean right, that. No, shut up! I don't mean it that way. I don't mean it that way. I had a lot. I had a lot going on when I met Catherine, but uh, I, I, I wasn't playing playing hard to get. Because me, the idea of playing hard to get seems almost as if you are willingly participating in some sort of manipulation.
manipulation. Sure. Where you are deliberately doing something. Do you still as play a, hard to get as with her? A, as a game. Yeah. Me, do I play hard to get with her right now? I am the easiest person you're ever going to meet, Maureen. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 13 years ago mm-hmm. today, and this is not an anniversary that I would normally celebrate because I've never actually seen an episode of The Sopranos. <gasps> yeah, never. No? No. It's Man. one of those things that was on my list and I just never watched it. And then when the finale happened, everybody seemed so upset by it that I then just thought, well, why would I waste my time? Yeah. If you now know that collectively we have all agreed that the very last episode of The Sopranos that aired. Yeah. Was oh, just a big disappointment. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so why am I going to waste my time? However, 13 years ago today in 2007, that final episode of The Sopranos aired. So why don't we celebrate that by opening up the Johnny Depp School of Acting? Yes. Which, of course, as we know, is very, very difficult. Uh, Johnny Depp, apparently, this was the story that he doesn't memorize his scripts anymore and that instead he wears something called an earwig which is uh, like a little earpiece in his ear and then he goes on set and somebody sits offset and they read him his lines and then he just regurgitates them brilliantly flawlessly the, flawlessly and as we've discovered that technique is incredibly difficult so we will celebrate today sopranos made in america that final episode with the Johnny Depp School of Acting. Uh, Mocha, you have your script. Okay, what uh, am I playing? Damn it, Maury, you do not have a script. I have your script, Maury. So I will be feeding you your lines into your ear. Because then otherwise I'd be reading along and I don't need you. Maury, you will be playing Tony Soprano. Uh, Mocha, you will be Carmela Soprano. <laughs> Can I do it? Can I? Oh, whoa, whoa. Y'all, I should read it like Tony Soprano. Have you ever watched The Sopranos? No. Okay. The, why don't so, we this, hold off on the accent first? Let's just see if we can get the word. That is not authentic. It doesn't matter. Let's just. But let's, I don't even know what he sounds okay, like. Let's just get the words right first. Okay. Well, okay. then we're never going to get we will, too many. We will. We're going to attempt to just get the words right. Because I want you to be able to concentrate on just the dialogue. Baby steps more. And then okay? can we do it? Baby steps more. Baby steps. All right. Uh, Sopranos Made in America. Johnny Depp School of Acting. Maury and Mocha. Scene one. And action. A lot of your friends are in film school, especially the ones you used to go to the clubs with. Got the screenplay by Donnie and the Bonco. Danny Johnny hoped to uh, fine dancing. He has red hair and he has a really short hair. He has a private. He got sucked in the internet. He got a data port and then he got sucked in uh, the prostitutes. The point I talked in the little carmine. He is interested in fishing. <laughs> okay, I remember that scene yeah. uh, in great detail. Yeah. That is not what Tony said. It, it's not. No. I can I can confirm after yeah. reading the script. Okay, <laughs> flawlessly that, by that, the way. That, that, that is not what Tony said. Okay. okay, can we try that one again? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting, Sopranos, Made in America, uh, take two and action. A lot of your friends are in film school, especially the ones you used to go to the clubs with. 
I got the screenplay from Danny Baldwin. He's he has a he has hopes that he has financing. He has red hair. Long story short, he has a detective. He gets sucked in the individual data port. He has a computer. He has to solve meters meters and prostitutes. He has a carmine. He has true in a company. You would work for his producer Inga. You would be the quote development executive on this project. Yeah, you got some real world experience, and you wear a belt. Yeah, and it's really interesting. You go to a club. And Rihanna has a sense. <laughs> I'll take. I'll take Tony Soprano knows who Rihanna is. Okay. Okay. You want to try it one time now with the accent with the. You want to do. do you want to do a little goomba. Okay. Here we go. No offense, by the way. <laughs> None taken. Okay. You ready? Okay. Johnny Depp School of Acting Sopranos. Uh, take three and action. A lot of your friends are in film school, especially the ones you used to go to the clubs with. Yeah, you got the screenplay. You got him in a bald wing. Handy Danny, he really hopes he has some financing. He really, really read crayons. Handy gets sucks in the internet through a data port. He has a little computer, eh? He's a prostitute, eh? The point is, he's a little, little guy. And he, he wants a, he's a, a company. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, Mark, please say no offense. Please say no offense. Please say no offense. <laughs> but the, is that what Tony sounded like? Did that Tony is sound, not, Oh, it's not. No, oh. not at all. Oh, not at all. Anyway, there you go. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Adam Sandler and both Drew Barrymore trending right now. And, oh, and I didn't want to. Well, I didn't want to click on it because it, it, during times like this, it's either somebody's sick, somebody said something awful. Oh my god! Please don't tell me like Drew Barrymore said something awful. No, somebody had just simply tweeted out uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Name a better duo. I'll wait. And then everybody was like, hold on a second here. What about Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore? Because they're they're the original. They're the original duo. Yeah. Because I really like Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston together. I think, they're, I think they're that fantastic. That murder mystery too. movie? Oh my god, murder mystery so good. Yeah, if you haven't watched that, yeah. please check it out. And then what's the other one that they did? The one where they he has to pretend or somebody's got to pretend that he's her she's his wife or something like that and that model was in it. I don't remember what the name of it was. We watched that one too. How long ago was that? Not that long ago. But I think they did it. Just go with it. Is that the only two that they've done or did they do another did they do a third movie as well? What? What? Blended. Oh, Blended. I don't remember Blended. No, it wasn't Blended uh, Drew Barrymore? It wasn't Blended Drew Barrymore? No, yeah. The name another Jennifer Aniston movie. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> because Jennifer Aniston, because uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler did, I mean, you can't get past wedding The Wedding Singer? Singer and 50 First Dates. Yeah. Like oh, 50 First Dates was such a good movie. 50, uh, Catherine has such a problem with Adam Sandler movies. Why? And she's always so hesitant to put them on. Uh, I don't know because oftentimes they're they're crude and it's just not her humor and everything else. But every now and then you land on an Adam Sandler movie that is sweet, like Fifty First Dates, and then she's like, "Oh, Nikki, yeah." And no, well, the problem is that she's like, she's like, "Oh, maybe Adam Sandler movies aren't that bad." And then we all sit down and watch one, and she's like, "You know, what are we watching?" And I'm like, "I don't know, Mr. Deeds." (laughs) You know, Uh, forget that one. Forget that one. Very sneaky. Very sneaky, sir. I'm very sneaky. Uh, Yeah. So 
I don't know. So what is the better duo? And then everybody started throwing in, you know, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and oh, um, great and Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, yeah, <laughs> and Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, and so people were throwing around great duos in movies because there's been some really incredible duos in movies. I'm going to say my favorite movie duo above all of them and my absolute favorite movie duo, the two people that I will watch on screen do anything. Can I guess? Yes. Kevin Hart and The Rock. Absolutely. Yeah? Yep. Oh, I knew it! They are, they are, Kevin Hart and The Rock are the best on-screen duo, I will say, in the history of cinema. Better than Laurel and Hardy. Wow. Better, better than everyone. As far as chemistry and timing and the projects they choose, there is no better. Yeah. I was also going to say Kevin Hart and The Rock. There's no better duo. You know what it is? I think their friendship outside of filmmaking yeah. is what makes their filmmaking so great. Yeah. Doc and Marty, just throwing it out there. Doc and Marty? You don't even know their real names. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Yeah, but they only did two <laughs> movies, though. Three. Three. No, but the same movie. But no, three different movies. No, no, they went like, to three different times of the no, year. No, no, no. We're talking about people who consistently just work together in, in other films. I'm just throwing it That's out there. That's an on-screen duo. <laughs> uh, but no, I would, say, I would say The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah, so good. They are the best on-screen. Central Intelligence is one of my favorite movies that I've seen the past 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Who? Dumb and Dumber. What other What other movies did they do together, though? Just those ones. No, do you not understand the concept? God, yeah, I know. I'm gonna go home. Yeah, cool. (laughs) See you tomorrow. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm still in so much pain from working out. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get small. Yeah, okay. Trying to lose that Corona 15? No, we slept in a tent on the weekend. Uh-huh. And it's just, I don't know, man. I woke up, like, I woke up, I was kept waking up in such unbearable pain from sleeping in the tent. Okay. That when I rolled over, I wasn't rolling over to get more comfortable. I was rolling over so another part of my body could hurt. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, what were you I was sleeping on though. Sleeping bags? Yeah, we had sleeping bags, and then I don't know what the girls got me to sleep on, like two pillows or something like that. Oh. I don't even know. I just had but, an air mattress. But I woke up because Roxy had both of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> screw you, Dad. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So I'm I'm still in so much pain. Like my back is yeah. like so incredibly stiff right now, and I'm on days now. Right, like this is days and days since then. Why don't you get still, them to give you a massage? Like, Catherine, like, rub you down. I don't, you know, me and massages, I don't like them, and I don't know if that's going to help. What if Roxy walked on your back? No. I know it's probably not good for you, but. No, because, no, you can't get a kid to do that stuff, because they do it therapeutic, like, they have a therapeutic mind for the first 30 seconds, and then after that, they start surfing dad. Right. Right? Which does me no good. Here's what I'm going to do I don't need that. Whatever's about to come out of your mouth. I have a really long stick. I don't need your really long stick more. (laughs) Also, stop lying. Uh, yeah, that's not going to help my back. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Prince Philip is celebrating his 99th birthday today, Roz. Is he 99? Mm-hmm. Kate Upton so is uh, 28. Come believe on. It or not. I thought Kate Upton was like way older than that, to be honest with you. She's only 28. How old was she when she got real famous then? Like that Adam Sandler movie was like... 
Well, early 20s then. Jeez. Elizabeth Hurley is 55 years old. She's awesome. And uh, damn it, Maury from the Ronza Mocha Show turns 50 today. <laughs> just playing, bro. Just playing, just playing. How old are you, though? 40 what? Is it your birthday today? Is it really? Come on in here. Maury? You in a bad mood now? Oh, but what? Come on. We're, ta- we're talking about your birthday, man. Oh, yeah, but birthday. it kills me every year that Roz doesn't know. I don't know anybody's birthday. Is no, that mine? I'm not. Hold listen, on. I'm not that kind of person. You are. No, I'm really not. Is this why you're upset this morning? No, no, I'm not. Oh. Upset. I, no. I, I don't you? know anybody's birthday. That is not information I need to maintain. Yes, it is. No, it's really not. I think so. I, well, that's because you think so. No, I, but I know so. That's fine. That's fine. Maury's in a bad mood. That's fine. I think Maury's upset that you didn't remember. I don't, I don't remember anybody. Which is totally not fine. in a bad mood, but I am upset that he didn't remember. So I'm in a bad okay. mood. Okay. okay. I no, no, don't, upset. I don't remember <laughs> anyone's birthday. Do you remember your mom's? Yes. Do you remember Catherine's? Yes. Do you remember Roxy's? Yes. Do you well, know obviously. Mocha's? No. You don't know Mocha's? Nope. Do you know your brother's? You're asking, yo, you're yes. asking for family members. Of course he's going to remember. I'm family. Yeah, okay. I don't Mark, remember Come on, birthdays. man. We're just trying to I'm have some fun here, bro. I'm not that kind of guy. Don't derail. Right? It's just not me. It's like, just not me. You don't get funny. that from me. That's no, but now, you, the, the day, This day and age, you have Facebook? For what? It tells oh you my. everyone's birthdays. Okay, I'm sorry. At I did some not point, at some point than... today, I would probably figure out that it was your birthday. Because you know how I feel about this, right? If by four o'clock, I realize that it's somebody's birthday, because uh-huh. I've been through this so many times with people, where I message somebody at four o'clock. I went through this with Catherine early, early, early on in our relationship, okay? Where it was her birthday, and we had talked about 10 times during the day, and mm-hmm. then at about four o'clock, I wrote her saying, happy birthday. And then she wrote me saying, you forgot my birthday. And I said, no, I forgot a part of your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't forget your birthday. It's still your birthday. It's, it's four. Okay, I know, but still, when you talk to the girl 10 times prior to saying happy yeah, birthday. I had other stuff going on. I wasn't that kind of guy. <laughs> Right? Yeah, there was one year. I remember I messaged Catherine at like, I don't know, whenever we started the show, yeah. like early in the morning. Yeah. And, and you didn't say happy birthday to her until late no, th- I remember one year I sent Catherine flowers. Bro, bro, there's multiple uh, times that I've known you that you have wished Catherine a happy birthday before I did. I'm crying. But it doesn't, but listen, but I, I don't forget. Like, it's not like I wake up tomorrow and go, oh my God, I forgot your birthday. Like, I will probably clue in at some point today yeah. that it's your birthday and wish you happy birthday. Hey man, but then we won't be together at that point. I d- d- that, but that doesn't bother me at all. But it's not about you. This is all about me, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, Tam Moore. This is not the way I thought the conversation was going to go. Oh, really? I, no, of I you did. No, I swear I did. Of course no. you did. I did. As soon as I said it's Tam Moore's birthday, yeah. and I saw he did not, because I, I looked over oh, okay. into his room, and as yeah. soon as I saw he did not get up out of that chair and run in here to be like, oh, hey, everybody, it's my oh, birthday, oh, I knew. knew something you knew. was going on. You knew. You knew. Anyway, Moore, look, it's, uh, look, I've now realized it's your birthday. You didn't realize anything. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Happy birthday, damn it, Maury. Damn it, Maury. Get in here, birthday boy. How old are you today, bro? I am 43. 
I should have been in my birthday suit. Wait, you looked at me like I did the math wrong. I honestly opened up the calculator and tried to figure it out. Opened up the calculator? Huh? Are you sure you're not 63? <laughs> no, I could be. I have no idea. I did 2020. Wait, you don't know if you're 63 or 43? Yeah. I, I did 2020 minus 1973. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> How old are you then, for real? Yeah. Because you're getting all the numbers did mixed up. Did you say you were born in 1973? <laughs> but I'm not. You weren't. 78. Right. <laughs> I wish I was born in 73. I would have been old enough to, like, disco. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, mistake, huh? Uh, <laughs> what do you got planned for your big day? Or well, what do you want to do? Again. <laughs> I am not, for the record. I okay. bought myself my birthday cake. Uh-huh. Which is? I uh, went and got a gluten-free, half a gluten-free cake. Nice. What okay. do you mean half? Well, I didn't want the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, why is it gluten-free? Is it because... Because Matthew prefers gluten-free stuff. So I figured if I'm buying myself so my own birthday, birthday cake, I figured I the only way to enjoy it with my husband is if I bought myself Wait, a gluten-free... why is he buying you a birthday cake? He's way too busy for these things, he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So you asked him... And- <laughs> what else does he have planned for? Oh, no! Well, I'll tell you what else I have planned. No, what does he have planned Nothing. for? Nothing. Nothing. He said, I don't care if it's your birthday, we're going to winners because we need to get a new duvet because Andy peed on this one. So, <laughs> Oh, no, the dog peed on the duvet? The dog figured out how to jump on the bed and climbed up on the bed last night. And Matthew's like, oh, this is cute. Don't tell anybody and that he's on the bed because then you know people will be like, you shouldn't have the dog on the bed. And as soon as he said, the dog started peeing on the bed. <laughs> and he goes, I don't care if it's your birthday, we're getting a new duvet. So are you just, are you just throwing the duvet out? Like not even an attempt to wash it? He did, but he's like, I can't sleep. Knowing there was pee. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, wow. Your so big I'm, plan. I'm wow. also, so for my birthday, I'm also going to get my favorite tiramisu, my favorite pasta, and I'll make myself my favorite pasta. You're going to have cake and tiramisu? <laughs> <laughs> my birthday, yo. Wow. I'm something years old. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. So Matthew looks like he's really set you up for a great night, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've planned a great birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Dan Memorial. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Who's this? Uh, this is Lauren. What's up, girl? Uh, not much, you? Good. What's so loud where you are? Sorry, I was out for a walk, but I had to call. Oh, okay. What's up? Well, I was listening, and um, I just have to say I love you guys. This is so awesome to be talking to you. Oh, thank you, girl. Um, but I was listening about Maury's birthday, mm-hmm. and yeah. how he said he was 43, and then how he said he was born in 1973, and I was like, well, that math's not right, and he started laughing, and then he corrected himself to say... 1978, and I'm like, well, that's still not 43. <laughs> yeah, no, we know. <laughs> okay. How old is he? How old are you today, Maury? No, 42? No, he's, he's 43. How old do you think you are, Maury? <laughs> we all know your math is wrong, so whatever you well, say. I did the calculator, and I'm convinced it's 43, but I just looked at my Facebook memories, and apparently last year I celebrated my 41st, so yeah. I don't know what's up. Oh, yeah. it's because it's a leap year. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's exactly why. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lauren. <laughs> no problem. Have All a good right. day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, do I? Do we need to bleep this Lizzo clip or no? It's good. Yeah. So uh, Lizzo was uh, doing a workout video, and I had a message for people who had something to say about her body. Oh, no. Hey. 
So I've been working out consistently for the last five years. And it may come as a surprise to some of y'all that I'm not working out to have your ideal body type. I'm working out to have my ideal body type. And you know what type that is? None of your business. Because I am beautiful. I am strong. I do my job. And I stay on my job. So next time you want to come to somebody and judge them, whether they drink kale smoothies or eat McDonald's or work out or not work out, how about you look at your own self and worry about your own goddamn body? Because health is not just determined on what you look like on the outside. Health is also what happens on the inside. And a lot of y'all need to do a Cleanse for your insides. <laughs> Namaste. Have a great day. <laughs> we love you so much, Lizzo. That is the absolute best. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mayor John Tory, it's Roz and Mocha. Just uh, look, I'm calling guys with a special traffic alert because there's going to be a number of roads closed downtown this morning because there's a, a parade in honor of Amari Sherman's birthday. Oh, and I, I thought it was important. I thought it was important. No, I th- look, I, these are the kinds of things, it's a public service announcement that I'm calling you with. And uh, I'm not sure why the parade's happening. It may be because it's also Prince Philip's birthday and Kate Upton, and I'm not sure. But they, apparently Maury somehow got tied up in that too. So I just wanted to let you know. The Mayor roads Tory, will be jammed. There's so much happening in the city in this week. <laughs> physical distancing will be out. Physical, physical, physical distancing will be out the window. I, I don't mean I shouldn't make jokes about that, but it's a, look, oh. the crowd already downtown. I can see out, out my window at Nathan Twelve Square. The crowds are building up. Man, if I, I tell you right now, if I, I if Maury got a ticket on his own birthday, I would be so happy. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I tell you what. We, we, we could have him take him taken over to the old city hall for a couple of days of bread and water. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to say to this, Mayor John Tory? This was a cool surprise. Thank you so much, dude. How, how old are you? Twenty two or twenty three? What is it? Oh, see, dude, you're so you nice. know him so well. It's like it's freaky. <laughs> how well, you know what I, mean? I was gonna say I was gonna say fourteen, but I thought that would be unkind. <laughs> Uh, you're Wait, the best. Is, is okay, well, happy birthday, Maury. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank okay. you so Talk much. Talk to you later. Take, Take care. care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And uh, uh, season premiere of The Bachelor, The Greatest Seasons Ever is uh, on tonight at oh, 8. Yeah. I guess they, they have to do something because I think that tonight was supposed to be, or in and around now, was supposed to be the start of the new yes, season yes. of Bachelorette that they had to cancel. Right. And then, obviously, um, Bachelor in Paradise for the summertime. Which I was very much looking forward to. But Which one? Know, the, uh, season, the new season, The Bachelorette? Yeah, yeah. Because I really, the Bachelorette again? It's uh, Claire. Um, Oh yeah, because right? right, she's right. she's always been one of my she's always been one of my favorites on that show. Yeah, I always thought she was real great, but uh, but yeah. So this is what you you know this is the sort of pivot that everybody's had to do. The greatest hits, you know, you get to start doing your greatest hits. Yeah, but the problem with greatest hits is that people who watch Bachelor, nobody only kind of watches Bachelor. Like the people that watch Bachelor try and dip in every single week. Yeah. So it's not one of those shows where, you know, unless they dig through stuff and do complete re-edits of their archives and things that we have not seen, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Because from the promos that I've seen on television, it's all like the big highlight highlighted drama that I've seen before. So I'm like, I'm like sure I don't want to, I don't, I don't know if I could watch Bachelor knowing who goes home. 
that's like the whole thing about The Bachelor. Right. Like, I don't know how much interest I have in listening to somebody, you know, reason and rationalize why they sent somebody home. You know Maybe what, I'm wrong about the You know show. what they're going to show for that? sure? What's that? You know our guy, Justin Rigo, rated yeah, R? Yeah. I think he's still in Toronto. I think so. He was the one that was on, whose season was he when he broke his foot and he was in the boot? Allie. 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 He was in Allie season. That's right. And he's trying to run away, That's but right. uh, gets mixed right. up in some bushes and stuff. Yeah. Justin rated R paid for a cameo from me. Did he? No, for, he did not. For his girlfriend for a birthday. Really? Get out of here. That's amazing. What did he want you to say? What did he want you to say? He wanted me to just say happy birthday to her and have Matthew and I sing to her. Did you? And it's in love, uh, Maury, Matthew, and Justin rated R. So when you get Matthew to do uh, a cameo with you, does Matthew get a cut of the money or does that go into the family Dude, account? I pay for or? so much. I get oh, all the groceries. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can you hear yourself okay in your headphones? Yeah, why? Oh, we got a text at 925 Can Roz please speak up? Speak up! I always hear Mocha very loud and clear, but Roz not so much. I always have to turn up the volume to hear what he has to say. Well, so one of your fans wants you to speak up. Maybe I'll turn your microphone up a little bit. Well, don't do that. Well, don't speak so quietly. <laughs> I'm not speaking quietly. So I would talk normally on the okay. show every day. What? <laughs> Come on, man. I talk the exact same way every single day. Okay, now you're just forcing it. That's just... No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. I know. Not the time or the place. I know. You Do- know what? I was yeah. actually thinking about that over the weekend. I don't yeah. know if I could say it anymore. No. No? No. no. I think I, I'm going to stop. Okay. All right. Just everything everybody says right now. Yeah. No, whether I hear it's you. online yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, in sure. public. Sure. Yeah. So. No, I hear you. Change is good. Nothing wrong with change. Nothing wrong with change. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to actually start speaking up on this show. What? That's what I'm going to do. What? Hold on. What? Now this is your microphone maxed out. Is it maxed? Yeah. Does that help at all? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I don't think that I speak quietly. Do I really? Sometimes I think that, you do. Because I, I, I'm very self, I'm like, I'm very aware of the volume, especially when discussing things or debating things, and that is I never want to sort of come off uh, as yelly. So I'm very aware that I went to sort of dial it back, and then Maury comes in and my blood starts boiling. <laughs> <And then laughs> I, I was just going to say that your your voice is so deep that it people can my voice, use it for quietness. But my voice isn't deep, though. Like, I don't have... Like, uh, well, my bones are a uh, shut up. Okay, <laughs> for other reasons. I'm the healthiest person in the world. Okay. Right. I, my, what did you say? My bones are a shaken? Yeah. So he said, no. Listen, if, I, if I do speak too quietly, I apologize. I will, uh, I guess I'll do better. Sorry, what? I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you, uh, I want to go through some of the Beyonce stuff from uh, Dear Class of 2020 Absolutely. last night which was the big YouTube virtual graduation for, I think it was like four hours long. It was really great. Uh, but, uh, but Beyonce really hit home. And I don't know if it gets any better than Beyonce doing a graduation speech, even if it is on YouTube. And even if it is like not necessarily for you and your school, she is still speaking to you. I did not get to experience college like some of you or the campus parties that left you struggling the next day in class, <laughs> although that could have been fun. But my parents did teach me the value of education, how to be authentic in my actions, and how to celebrate individuality and the importance of investing in myself. Dear graduates, 
please remember to take a little bit of time to give thanks to your family members and the community who's been such a big support system for you. You are achieving things your parents and grandparents never could imagine for themselves. You are the answer to a generation of prayers. Oh, man. Yeah, she said some really great stuff last night. She even talked about, uh, I see here, she even talked about George Floyd. Yep. Congratulations to the class of 2020. You have arrived here in the middle of a global crisis, a racial pandemic, and worldwide expression of outrage at the senseless killing of yet another unarmed black human being. And you still made it. We're so proud of you. Thank you for using your collective voice and letting the world know that black lives matter. The killings of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and so many others have left us all broken. It has left the entire country searching for answers. We've seen that our collective hearts, when put to positive action, could start the wheels of change. Real change has started with you, this new generation of high school and college graduates who we celebrate today. And so what was happening with Schitt's Creek? They were doing a... Come in here, Maury. Maury's head just popped off. Pick up your head and come on in. Oh my God, so what happened? So, so there was cool. there was a there was a Schitt's Creek reunion as part of this, right? They were all on Zoom as yes. their characters. Oh my God! Oh, okay. amazing. So you know yeah. at the bottom of Zoom where it says like Mocha's phone or Raz's yeah. phone, it said yeah. their character's name like Mo- oh. Moira's phone. Okay, I got. And so you. they start singing Mariah Carey, right? Right. And suddenly, at the very end of the song, Mariah Carey joins the Zoom call, and Dan Levy's face nearly <laughs> fell off. It was so really? cool. Yeah. Hold on. Do I have that here? Yeah. Look inside you and be strong And you'll finally see the truth That a hero lies A hero lies A hero lies A hero That a hero lies in you Was that Mariah? At the end there? Yeah. That was her? Yeah. Oh, she sounds a little pitchy. Oh my God! You're the worst. Look, Maury's so upset. Maury just left the room. <laughs> Can't even deal with you right now. <laughs> yeah, man. She, she should just stop. You're the worst. You're such a troll. You're such a troll. Yeah, she should just stop. <laughs> but Mariah did speak, right? Okay, play Mariah now. Okay, come on now. <laughs> To all the teachers and professors, especially the ones who had to deal with students like me, who never really showed up to school on time, you rose to the occasion and helped these students reach the finish line. Can I get on the Zoom call? No, you can't get on the Zoom call. Sorry. Um, And to the students who had to deal with this bleak moment, congratulations on this historic accomplishment. Mommy, can I have some more soda? (laughs) Anyway. To all the teachers and students, you are so appreciated. And I just want to say, class of 2020, you made it! Huh. Still sounds pitchy. In the speech? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She does, right? You agree, Maury? Yeah, Maury's shaking his head. Yes, he agrees. Very pitchy. You're the worst. She should just stop singing and speaking. I want no part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Mariah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Kanye West turns 43 years old today. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Yeezy. Still miss the old Kanye. And another birthday that's going to shock the hell out of you, Ross. Okay. I didn't think that there was any other birthdays allowed on Kanye's birthday. 
There's one other one oh. allowed that has very close ties to the Roz and Mocha show. Oh. And this is going to blow your mind. Okay, this is when I start looking around the room at like Maury and Shem and you to wonder if I forgot your birthday. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> 10 years ago when we started the Roz and Mocha show, almost 11 years ago, we had somebody who after every Raptor game would give a report. Oh, yeah, Kid Raptor. And he was the biggest, littlest Raptor fan in the entire country named Kid Raptor. And this is what he sounded like 10 years ago. Good morning, everyone. This is Kid Raptor. I got your Raptor news. Raptors win. Raptors win. Raptors win. I love you, Roz and Mocha. Just 92.5 Kid Raptor. Okay, first of all, I remember that so well. How old was Kid Raptor when he used to do those reports for us? Four years old. Four years old. So believe it or not, Kid Raptor is now Man Raptor, and he's 14 today. Shut your mouth up. Right? No. Kid Raptor's 14? He's 14 years old today, bro. He better not have a mustache. people, he got a little one. No, he does not. Don't tell me Kid Raptor has a mustache. Little, like faded. Don't tell me that, man. You got to really look. He's got a little one. Oh, my God. I know, but like over the past year, few years, like we've been getting questions from people. Yeah. Saying, asking, whatever happened to Kid Raptor? Like, what's he up to? Where's he at? But 14, high school kid. Oh, jeez. So, happy birthday, not only to Kanye West, but but also also Kid Raptor. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can we talk real quick about Janiqua Charles? Please, always. From North Carolina, Mm -hmm. she's the one that gave us Mm -hmm. this video that became viral. Actually, she starred in the video. She didn't give us the video. I'll give you the details on how this video got out. But if you remember this from last week. When I don't want to be detained for no damn reason. Yeah, that's how the f*** I act. Naturally. Ask anybody who know me. What you at school for? The f*** are you talking about? Why are you detaining me? You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me for oh, nothing. And you're telling me for nothing. And you about to lose your job. You ain't even got no job. Because you're trying. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Is this worth you losing your job? Because you bought to. <laughs> so she was in handcuffs at this point, right? In the yeah, video? being detained yeah. by a security guard outside of a strip club that she was trying to get back into. The strip club had closed. And she's claiming that she left her purse inside gotcha. and the security guard was like you can't get back in there she's We've getting all, a little too rowdy so they had to there. they had to detain her and then the remix for the song came out <laughs> which took it to another level <laughs> My favorite remix out right now. And then I don't know if you saw this, but all the protests that are happening right across North America. Yeah. The one in LA 
the crowd starts singing this song <laughs> at the police. It became like an anthem. So I told you that she got detained for trying to get back into a strip club. Yeah. And this was actually took place back in February. Mm-hmm. And the security guard is the one who posted this to his Facebook and said, okay, I'm not posting this to be funny towards the subject, posting it because that rap was lit. I wish I could put a beat to it. And then the beat got put to it. The security guard posted that? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Because he was saying that his body cam wasn't working. Yeah. Right? He wanted to film the incident and his body cam wasn't working. So somebody else had to had to record all of that. And then this Oh, w- they were recording it for him. Yes. Oh. So the woman, her name is uh, Janiqua Charles, BuzzFeed caught up with her to find out like her take on the whole story. When his backup came, the um, other police officers, I guess it started, whoever was over him, whoever he called, when they arrived, and he told them the situation, meaning he didn't have a legit reason as to why he was detaining me, he had to let me go. Now, I haven't did um, any looking, I didn't look nothing up behind that, but this video going so viral, he just might lose his job. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know if he did or not? No, he did not <laughs> he lose did his not job. Lose his job. No, okay. he did not lose his job. But the story, her story, is she only found out about the the viral video because somebody sent it to her on Facebook, and she was homeless. She was working as a uh, she was doing sex work. She was a, a drug addict. She's got a three year old that's been living with family Oof. that she hadn't been in touch with. And then because of this video, family members were able to reach out to her. Yeah. And then somebody had started up like a GoFundMe. I think it was her sister actually set up a GoFundMe, which then raised $50,000. Oh, wow. Good yeah. for her. So she got 50K yeah. out of this. Viral sensation. Yeah. And the security guard did not end up losing his job. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So it was 15 years ago uh, today in 2005 that Mr. and Mrs. Smith was released with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Ooh, wasn't that the spark to their relationship? Well, this was the whole thing. And it was also the movie that years later sparked the biggest diss of all time. So if you remember when Mr. and Mrs. Smith happened, Brad Pitt was still married to Jennifer Aniston. Right. And then for years, they denied that they had fallen in love and had an affair on set. Angelina and Brad. Angelina and Brad. Okay. But then they finished the movie and then they went off and got married and Jennifer Aniston and whatever. So they had denied that for years or Mm -hmm. not really said anything, but it was assumed. And then not that long ago, was when the incredible, one of the greatest, it, it was disses happened, 
which is when Angelina Jolie was doing an interview and they were talking about the kids and what the kids think of, you know, mom and dad and everything else. And the topic of Mr. and Mrs. Smith came up and Angelina had answered the question saying that she wants her kids to see Mr. and Mrs. Smith because, quote, not a lot of get not a lot of people get to see a movie where their parents fall in love. Oh, <laughs> spilling them beans. <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought that wasn't it, Angelina. Right? Oh, no. Maybe she forgot yeah, that she yeah. had, like, denied. No, that was deliberate. Mm. It was deliberate. A hundred percent deliberate. Like, that's petty, right? Like, oh. that is some... Um, that's high stakes pet. Like you might as well have just said his name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, so first of all, the creator of the Goldberg said that Goonies 2 is happening. What? He wrote no. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Goldberg's is actually a really funny show. You ever watch the Goldbergs? Show. You ever watch the Goldbergs? No. It's it cute. It's really good. It's one of the greatest shows. And the, it's so cool because it's all based uh, on this the guy's. there on one of the greatest there more. <laughs> you, can enjoy, you can enjoy something without it being the, the greatest well, thing I, ever. I, just, I think it's fantastic. It's all about his life. Like okay. it's, it's where, did, where does Okay, where does this rank in terms of Big Bang Theory? It's better. I thought Big in Bang. In my opinion. Okay. Really? Interesting. Because I can relate to it. Like I, I, It's a Jewish family in the 80s. And I'm a Jewish family in the 80s. Was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even say it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Adam Goldberg says that he wrote a script for Goonies 2, and he believes that it will happen. He claims that he had a meeting scheduled with the original director, Richard Donner, mm-hmm. and it got canceled due to coronavirus. But once everything returns to normal, though, uh, he promises the movie will get made. And if what about you- cast? So here's you the can't th- use the same people. Yes, you can, but they'll they'll do Too what much they. Time has passed. No, 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 no. They'll, no, you have to get the Goonies back together. Yeah, um, they'll do. But I think one of them is like a real estate agent. I'm not yeah, no, he sure. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, like one of the Jonas Brothers. It's weird how they all go into they all go into real estate. It's so it's so funny. And one of the new kids. And one of the new kids was yeah. a real estate agent too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think what it you know there's a reason for that though. That's because I think that when you're a real estate agent, you can still do. You know, if you're a new kid, you can still do a show. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still go on an audition. You sort of like make your own schedule. Yeah. You can schedule your viewings and showings and whatever else. I don't even know. Uh, but the big holdout for years was always Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was the Harrison Ford slash Han Solo of the Goonies world, where Josh Brolin wanted nothing to do with the Goonies. And Josh Brolin wouldn't talk about the Goonies, and Josh Brolin wouldn't acknowledge the Goonies, nothing. He's like, I'm Thanos now. Yeah, and then, no, no, before this. Okay. And then at some point, Josh Brolin changed, like a lot of people did. And he then started to embrace the legacy of the Goonies. And he really like sort of embraced the nostalgia that people had for the Goonies. And then he started talking about the Goonies. And then I remember years ago, like maybe three, four years ago, I asked him, I was like, would you, if they did reboot this, would you do it? Would you put the red headband on and, and, you know, and, uh, and do it? And he said, yes. Really? And it was the first time I'd ever heard him say that he would do a Goonies reunion. And then of course, Sean Astin right now is super popular. Yeah. Right? But Sean Astin and Goonies, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, Sean Astin and the Goonies. I don't know what they do with uh, with Feldman because that guy's a whole whole mess. But I guess you can bring Corey Feldman back as well. But yeah, no, do the Goonies. You can't do it without Feldman. No, no, no. Yeah. No, you need all the Goonies. But I think that they'll introduce, like maybe they'll have kids. Sure. You know, they'll, they'll kind of do it that way. 
And then the kids get into like a crazy adventure and maybe yeah. the parents have to, at some point, have to go and save them. They got to get the Goonies back together. Yeah. They like go and save the kids or something, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm into that but, though. But, uh, but yeah, I know Josh Gad will be happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a huge nerd for that movie. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It was Maury's birthday yesterday. Are you hung over today? Uh, a little bit. I saw you posted a picture of you. I wanted to be you like a white you. claw. Yeah, I went, I went down by the... to be like me? I'm never hungover. No, <laughs> you like drinking in public. Oh. <laughs> so what did you drink in public? What a snitch. Yeah, first of all. <laughs> what a narc you are. No, but What's in a positive... No, but I was positively wanting to be like you. Like, I wasn't, like, negatively snitching. I'm like, I want to feel what it's like to... To break the law like Roz. Let me break the law. Like wow. this, wow. this, stuff, this snitching continues. Right. What's the matter with well, you? Takashi Mori. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, so I was down by the water. Yeah. Because the restaurants still play music out on the patio, even though the patios aren't open. Yeah, so, what, so you it's went pretty to the patio. Cool. You didn't go to, no, what'd you do? You brought your own drink down. I sat on the boardwalk and had a White Claw. Yeah. So. And, but oh, I poured what flavor? It, what flavor? Oh, the mango. But I poured oh, it so in a good. paper cup one? and got rid of the can right away. <laughs> <laughs> but where'd you get rid of the can? Oh, in the garbage can. Like no, I know, the, but you obviously had to walk from where you were sitting over, so you weren't like being discreet. No, I just walked over and dumped it in. Yeah. And then I drank out of my out of a paper cup. Like what kind of paper cup? What do you mean a, a paper, paper cup? cup? Like a paper cup that like I Like the pointy bottom ones that you get from like a water <laughs> cooler? Exactly. The one. But white claw is a king can. How much did you fill a paper like Well, I split it. I had half and Matthew had half. And what happened to the rest of the white claw? You tossed it? it? No, it filled it up. Like there's No, come on. Now like, you're are you talking like coffee cups? Like what did you what were you drinking out of? Like it was like a like a red paper cup. A red paper like a coffee stick? No, like paper. It was paper, like a coffee cup. Okay. Anyway, uh, so how was it? Did you get a little drunk? I did, and then I, I went home, and Matthew gave me my birthday present. He was all excited for the birthday present. Yeah, what was it? Because you guys notoriously are terrible at giving each other presents. Well, he knows that I'm a huge Andy Warhol fan. You so can, he- Maury gives Matthew presents, and then they're in the house for a week, and then they're never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when you bought him the, the fake leather jacket from the George Michael Faith video? Because oh, he's, he's such a George Michael fan? Yeah, it's down in storage. Yeah, he hated that one. <laughs> he hated that gift. <laughs> he didn't even wear He didn't even try it no, on. No, he opened it, looked at it, and didn't even try it on. <laughs> okay, so what did he get you? So he was all excited. He knows I love Andy Warhol, so I opened it up, and it's an Andy Warhol book. But oh, the problem was is he didn't look at the bookshelf right next to the bed. Right. Where that same book was, but I didn't know how to respond. So I just said to Matthew, I'm like, well, I, I can't wait to read this book again. And you say, what do you mean? But like, I have this already? After I said, I guess I'll read this again. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, because it's right there. And then what did he say? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matthew does not pay attention to anything that is on your side of the bed, including you. And even, <laughs> and even I know that, Maury. <laughs> You're like invisible. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Vanessa. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So, Vanessa, you wrote us this. Uh, a few days before lockdown happened, uh, I moved to a new city outside of Toronto. So you're talking about Burlington, which is just outside Toronto. Yeah. Uh, since the lockdown, I've only gone out a handful of times to get necessities. I've been having a really hard time adjusting to being somewhere new. And as a result, I've fallen into the habit of sleeping most of my days away and being unmotivated to do anything. I uh, just wonder if I could get some tips on how to navigate a new city during COVID and how to motivate myself to actually be productive. 
productive during the day. How old are you, Vanessa? I'm 30. Are you working right now? Like working from home? I'm not at the moment. So actually, I came back. I was in Montreal and I came back to Ontario for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. And I was actually waiting for a surgery before returning to work. But then because of everything happened, my surgery got pushed back. So now my return to work is also pushed back. I would say as far as feeling productive goes, I think that one of the keys to being productive during isolation is to come to terms with the fact that you're not going to be productive during isolation. Yeah, Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of frustration involved and, and, and there's a lot of people who are even second guessing their careers or life choices because they can't work right now. And there's a lot of mental stress that is happening to people because they are unable to do anything that gives them uh, sort of some sort of sense of value or self-worth and then you wind up sleeping your days away. And I think that that is, you know, it's problematic on so many different levels. But, you know, I'll say to you what I've said to a few different people. And the term we're all in this together keeps getting thrown around. But that is the reality of it is that there are so many people whose lives just came to a screeching halt because the choices that they made, what they did for a living, the places they decide to move are suddenly out of question, like out of the question for mm-hmm. for for you. And you're just sort of suspended. It's like you're in jello all of a sudden until somebody comes and digs you out. Yeah. And for everybody, yeah. there's no such thing as like long-term planning, long-time planning, right? You're kind of planning for the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, next couple of months, if that, right? Because we don't know. We're getting brand new information every single day and things are changing all the time. Exactly. And it's like super hard because I'm like by myself with my dog. So yeah. like, so get outside. I, You're I allowed to get out. Here. You're allowed to get outside. Have you been outside? Well, yeah, of course, because I have oh. my dog. So like we go out a few times a day. Yeah. So like I'm definitely going outside, but like, no, like human contact and all that stuff is definitely getting to me. I will say this. I think that you need to discover, and I don't know what your sort of daily routines are, but I think that you need to set daily goals for yourself and, and stuff that is completely attainable, mm-hmm. right? You're going to, you know, take 15, 20 minutes out of a day to exercise, work on your mental health, uh, read something great, make sure you laugh, communicate with anybody. It doesn't have to be face-to-face, but you need to talk to humans. You need to get out into the world or you need to Zoom with your friends or talk to family or whatever as you do, but I will say starting your day the right way is the best way to navigate through all of this. And I'll, and I don't know what your days look like, but I'm going to say 6 a.m. You and the dog out of the house. Yeah. Like what time Every are you day? normally waking up now? Um, so actually like four in the morning. Good for you. Oh, wow. Good really? For you. Good okay. for you. Yeah. I have like weird sleeping, but the thing is, is that I'm used to being super busy. Yeah. And like I thrive on like a nonstop schedule. Oh, and okay. Then, like when I have nothing to do, I just don't do anything. Okay, here we go. Then, Vanessa, if you're like me, you love lists. Yeah. Right? Create a list. Do all the things that you, like, set goals, as Ross said, mini goals. Like, create a list of all the things that you want to do and then start tackling those every single day. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And they could be, like, stupid, dumb things. You wake up at 4 a.m. You yeah. know, number one on your list is you're going to go uh, for a walk with the dog. Number two on your list is you're going to sit down for 10 minutes and have a coffee. Number three on your list is you're going to handle some laundry. Number four on the list is you're going to, you know, do the dishes. Number five on your list is you're going to, you know, I don't know, take a break and, like, just screw around on YouTube or something. Or if there's, like, a, a, something you've always wanted to learn how to do, like, why not take up that hobby? Yeah, that's true. Like, I can do, like, online classes or something like that mm-hmm. just yeah. to kind of have something to 
do and have a little bit more structure with my day because mm-hmm. it's just like it's so hard. Like when I'm busy, I do so well because I don't have time to be lazy you have- because it's literally go, go, go. And just having all this extra time is just so challenging. You will never be gifted with this kind of free time for the rest of your life. True. Ever, ever. And if you or anybody else is sitting around not taking advantage of this gift of time that you have to be productive or to learn something new, shame on you. Because you, you, you have to capitalize on this opportunity. I would even say, my God, download Duolingo and learn to speak Spanish. Yeah. Do, do, no, something, totally. that, do yeah. something that'll challenge you. You will never have this kind of time again. That's true. All right. You have the time. Use it. I'm definitely going to do that for sure. Can I tell you guys who my favorite is? Between sure. Razamoka, who is your favorite, Vanessa? Okay, so actually none of you guys are my favorite. Okay, see ya. Um, see ya. Okay. Yeah, these are my favorites. So it's really good, though. I actually like Jenna and Catherine because I feel that without them, you guys wouldn't be able to do what it is you guys do. Who? So I think they're my favorite. <laughs> what, our wives? Okay, but the question yeah. is, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I know, but you guys wouldn't do Roz and Mocha without your, like, partners. So oh, I how dare you? your wives. <laughs> But you guys, you guys have like become more successful since Jenna, right? Okay, let's stop. <laughs> she deserves a little bit of credit. She is I smart. Give, I, I, I'll give, tell you that. I give I give Catherine credit for for most things. Okay, I'm not going to now hand over all the things. <laughs> <laughs> and can I actually ask you guys? So when I was in Montreal, um, yeah. my little cousin and I used to listen to you guys all the time, and she wants to say who her favorite is. So I have her on the other line. Can she tell you guys? Oh my God! How old's your little cousin? <laughs> She's nine. She's nine. nine. Oh okay, my God! Cool. You had her waiting on, on the phone all yeah. this time. Okay. All right. She's like the she's like the cutest. She's the best. Okay. What's 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 her name? What's her name? Michaela. Michaela. Okay. Right. Cool. Hi. Hi, Michaela. How are you? It's Razamoka. Hi. Bonjour. Oh, I'm good and you? Uh, really great. Thank you. Between Razamoka, Michaela, who is your favorite? Um, Mocha. Oh. <laughs> okay. C'est bon. C'est bon. <laughs> Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> You're welcome. You have a good day, honey. Thank you guys so much, guys. Have an awesome day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I was reading a story about Beyonce signing a $100 million deal with Disney. What? To work on three movies. One of which is the soundtrack for Black Panther 2. Oh, super litty. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. Listen, she did such a great job with Lion King. Yeah, and that's why, too. And that soundtrack was just so good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why. 100 milli. For three movies. She's not even, she doesn't even have to act in them. No, not at <laughs> all. She's got to create music. She's creating music yeah. anyway. Yeah, why not? It's like it's like you just getting paid to do what you're just naturally good at. Yeah. And I'm not saying writing music for Beyonce isn't a whole thing. She's a perfectionist and it's very stressful and everything else, but it's not like they're giving her a hundred dollars to weld sculptures, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and she's got a great team of songwriters yeah. who are going to bank off of this as well. God, that's just an incredible amount of money. hundred mil, a hundred mil. And you read it like you just read, you know, a name like Beyonce and a hundred million dollars in the same headline. And it, it's it just seems, it's so natural, like it's just so normal. Oh, that it you makes don't even sense. Really bat an it makes sense, right? But that's like, you know, that's like Beyonce winning Lotto Max three times. 
on a Wednesday. <laughs> no, three Tuesday nights yeah, in a three row. Three Tuesday nights in a row. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, that's the kind of money we're You're talking like, oh, about. come on. <laughs> that's a Powerball oh, win. I should you know, pick those random numbers. Like, <laughs> People drive to other countries to buy Powerball tickets. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she answers the phone. <laughs> yeah. Hello? 100 mil? Yeah, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah. an incredible it's like, amount I of got, money. I got a hard drive full of songs. Yeah. I can just go and rework. Right. That's the other thing, too. I'll just, you know, I'd be like, hey, listen, okay, we want new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need receipts on these. Yeah. Okay, organize those hard drive files by date created, <laughs> yes. not date modified. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, where'd you get a haircut? Yo, how about you just mind your own beeswax? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I, you know what, I would have, I would have minded my own beeswax. Yeah, had you not made a big deal yesterday, having not been able to get a haircut, I would, I, I would have said a word. Well, but I feel like I'm just continuing on with the story now. This is chapter two. I know someone who can cut hair really well. Yeah, who? It's the person. Yeah, who? So this person. Who's very talented at cutting hair. Yeah. A barber. Came to my place and we just set up in the backyard. Uh-huh. And this person wore a face mask and gloves. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, well protected. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I was like, Maury, what Maury, what's the snitch line? <laughs> I haven't dialed it in a while. Go ahead. You I'm don't snitching. even know where I live. I'm snitching. You don't even know where I live, right? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you don't even know where I live. No, I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Roz is jealous. What's that? Sounds like you're jealous. Jealous of what? If you didn't get a haircut. Get my haircut in my own yard? That sounds disgusting to me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It just does. <laughs> nah. see, I'm, a, I'm a time and I'm, a, I'm like a right thing at the right place at the right time kind of person. Yeah. It right. was the right thing. It was on no, my place. No. It was the right person. No, it's, that's gross to me. That's gross. Why? I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Really? Nah. Huh. Nah. Cleaned up and everything yeah. after. Yeah, no, it's it not, fine. It's not for uh, it's not for it's not for me. I remember when my uh, when my hairdresser Catherine. <laughs> no, 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 like my hairdresser's oh, name hair's is Catherine. Oh, yeah, that yeah, I no, didn't no, no, know. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. No, my hairdresser Catherine. Um, when she was, I think she went on. Maybe she was on mat leave one time. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I went to her house a couple times, and she just cut my hair in her kitchen. Right. And I really needed a haircut. Yeah. And so she cut my hair in her kitchen. But I just remember feeling like it wasn't as fulfilling as the other times because it sort of felt Why? like when my ma used to cut my hair. Oh, and then clip your ears sometimes? No, yeah, no, just it just wasn't. I don't know. There was. There but was did she a, do a good job? Yeah, she did a great job. She yeah, did like the job that she normally she knows does. Your hair. Yeah. But, but for me, I was like, when you go, like, there was just something about going to the place to get my hair cut, right? Mm-hmm. That you I think just, I don't know. Could it just be the experience? Know. Yeah. Because that stuff matters to me. Like, environment matters to me. Not Timing matters the routine, to me. The routine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I I, don't like things that don't happen in the place they're supposed to happen. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Go on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Are you interested in hearing the new Takashi 6 9 song? No, no, not at all. Zero. He and Nicki Minaj got together again for a song called Trolls that they've been teasing all week. 
My one eye is still partially closed from the last time you played me a Takashi 6ix9ine song. <laughs> it was so jarring. This like this time of day. It was released at midnight and on YouTube, the music video, which was shot in Takashi 6ix9ine's home, wherever it is he's living now, yeah. on house arrest. Uh, 7.8 million views already. Yeah. About an hour and a half ago, I checked, it was at 4 million. So yeah. the numbers are climbing quickly. You asking me this time of day if I want to hear Takashi 6ix9ine would be like me walking into the kitchen when I was 12 and my mother looking at me at 7 o'clock in the morning going, want to do a shot? <laughs> no. Oh, this is less aggressive. I don't mind this. I know you don't like me. You want to fight me. You don't want no problems at your party. Don't invite me. I don't worry about you. So less aggressive, right? Oh, yeah, I don't mind this. I don't oh, mind this. Really? Well, yeah. because then it really kicks in. He said the word trunk. Oh, okay. He didn't say the F okay. word. He said, okay. I trust me, I know. Okay. I know, I know, I know. I know. My heart. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he said the word trunk. So that's the angry part. He's and then so, the second so, verse. He's so wound up all the time. Well, I mean, he's on house arrest. I worry for him. Come get her. Even your man now, Nikki's doing better. <laughs> Nikki's the best. She is. She really is. <laughs> you don't like me. You want to fight me. Always on my page. Never double tap like me. Baddies to my left and my right. Never chase a corny. This is actually probably the best life. part of the song is Nicki Minaj's <laughs> verse. In this face, all this cake. He wanted to taste. We sipping on that ace. Itty bitty waist. Pretty face. I don't even think yeah, about 6'9". monster. He is that young kids are inherently attracted to just certain things, certain aesthetics. Mm. It's one of the reasons why Katy Perry is so popular. Katy Perry looks like a Disney character come to life. She's got those big eyes, she's got the hair, she's super colorful. My kid has seen one picture of Takashi 6ix9ine. Mm-hmm. And her reaction was, oh, who's that? <laughs> because he looks like a My Little Pony. He looks like a cartoon character. Right? Absolutely. I immediately I slammed my laptop closed. <laughs> <laughs> you are never seeing anything related to him ever again. There's one thing in the music video of Nicki Minaj that I noticed because she's got her, <laughs> her boobs out and they covered up with tape, right? But the thing is, I guess they didn't realize that it wasn't covered as much as it should have been, mm-hmm. as they should have been. Mm-hmm. And they like have uh, cartoon stars. They had to put cartoon stars <laughs> over another part of it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, to yeah, To cover yeah. it up just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to do full cover. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not enough go. tape. That's brand new. <laughs> that's brand new song. need more tape. From Takashi 6 9 <laughs> and Nicki Minaj is trending right now, and it's called Trolls. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jessica Mulroney, um, her show I Do Redo was pulled by uh, CTV and she will no longer appear on City Line on City and Hudson's Bay has cut ties with her and there's still no word uh, from Good Morning America where she's a regular contributor. And of course, Meghan Markle, who is her best friend, hasn't said anything as well. This all went down after she 
Jessica Mulroney apologized after massive backlash for allegedly threatening to ruin the career of black Canadian lifestyle blogger uh, Sasha Exeter. And she did this 11-minute video, I believe it was around 11 minutes, talking about the back and forth that she had after she put out a general call to action uh, for influencers to use their influence to speak up for racism and then i guess she got a and then jessica mulrooney apparently took that personally and then they started this sort of back and forth and jessica escalated it but this is a clip of sasha exeter from the other night and what happened next was a series of very problematic behavior and antics that ultimately resulted in her sending me a threat in writing and then after that video was posted, Jessica Mulroney offered a public apology. So in the comments section, but in the DMs privately to Sasha threatened to sue her for libel. Oh, jeez. And then she also pointed out that she misspelled libel, which was also funny. Spell check, bro. Every phone's got it. Uh, uh, and then Jessica offering uh, yet another apology, saying that she has work to do, also saying that she has no intention of pursuing any legal action. So she made that uh, she made that clear also that she was wrong. So that's the latest on that. If you see Jessica Mulroney. She spelled legal or action correctly <laughs> in the second post. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well, tomorrow, Roz, is the one-year anniversary of your Toronto Raptors becoming the 2019 NBA champions. Leonard makes it official. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We, the North, are now we, the champions, the Raptors. The 2019 NBA champs. And I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. Man, what a team. One year ago tomorrow, your Toronto Raptors became the champs and defeated Golden State in Golden State. God, that Game six. Like forever ago, man. And in... Uh, celebration of all of this I had no idea there existed in the world a National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and museum and you know I don't even have to see a picture and I already know what the, the lineup out front looks like short <laughs> <laughs> it's in Milwaukee by the way um, so they've unveiled four limited edition bobbleheads featuring Toronto Raptors head coach Nick Nurse oh uh, yeah yeah four let sure. four let me show you Oof. what they look like oh there you go right there's one he is holding a Canadian flag wearing sunglasses and a black hat yeah with the uh, champion like championship hoodie <laughs> uh, there's another one Championship hoodie, sunglasses, black hat, standing uh, in the back of a pickup truck. Another one where he's wearing a suit. And then another one with a suit and the championship hat as well. Those are going to be available as of today. And they're going to be shipping out in August. And they are $30 each. I never understood. Or you can get all four, if you're interested, Roz, yeah. for 100 bucks. Thanks. Uh, I never understood the appeal of a bobblehead. No? I never know what to do with it. You couldn't play with it. No, you just set it on your desk, right? Set it up on but your then, desk but or on a table or do nothing. 
Just let it sit there. It's like and those, admire it. It's like those toys, and I don't remember what those toys are called, but you know those toys where they do like Star Wars and everything else that's popular, but they're just the, like the little tiny body with the big giant head on oh, them? Oh, like, like the, the, that everybody uh, buys? Mez, uh, the Funko ones? Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never understood the appeal of those oh, either. Oh, dude. The, man, they're I've super seen popular. People with collections. Oh, yeah. boy. I had no idea they had so many of them. Yeah, but like, what do you do with that? You can't play with it. It doesn't, no, lend, it doesn't lend itself to playing with it. Collector's item, man. Collector's item. Yeah. No, I never understood bobbleheads. I always found them weird when people had a whole bunch of bobbleheads. By the way, these Nick Nurse bobbleheads that are available yeah. today, uh, they're each individually numbered up to and including 2019. Oh. So that's uh, all that's available Bobbleheads right have a great value. I have a huge bobblehead collection. Of course you do, Maureen. <laughs> of course you do. What do you have? What do you have? I have all kinds of Funko ones. Are you kidding me? They even came out with like art people Funkos like Andy Warhol and Jean-Michel Basquiat. I have all those Funkos. I have the Family what Guy is, Funkos. What are, you, what are these words you're even speaking right now? What is that's the, the fun- brand? The brand. The fun- brand. Funko. How yeah. do you not know Funko? Okay, here, exactly. You know what the, remember <laughs> I said? I know what the line looks, looks like out in front of that, that museum. It's nine Maury's. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What up, dog? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Lady Antebellum changed their name. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me what? guess, let me guess, let me guess. Lady Antebellum. First of all, you have to know what Antebellum is, which I only figured out the other day. Is that like a brand new name? Yeah, no, they're, um, yeah, it's, well, is it a brand new name? Yes. Oh, okay, it's is a, it just Antebellum? No, uh, the, the antebellum part was the was the issue. Oh. So, because I started, I never really knew what Lady Antebellum was. I had, no, I had no idea. I didn't really know. And then earlier this week when Gone with the Wind was the big story and how HBO Max had pulled Gone with the Wind temporarily to then re-upload it with a, not disclaimer, but more of a conversation about the time that this movie was made and its portrayals of uh, blacks and, and slavery and everything else. And they kept using the word antebellum, saying that it glorified the antebellum period. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's the first time I've ever seen the word antebellum used in like a sentence other than Lady Antebellum. And I guess that antebellum means um, before the war, but it was widely associated with the U.S. Civil War uh, until after the conflict was over. So it's a term to that glorifies that, so that era that mm. they were talking about was the antebellum era, I guess. And, uh, and so that's where they got the name from. But they got the name from, apparently they were taking pictures as a very young new band and they were taking it in front of an antebellum home, like a, an, that from a house from that era. Oh, and I so understand. so it was the style of house, sure. right? And this is what they called the, the style of the, house. It's what they called the style of house, colonial, right. you know, yes. this kind of thing. And so that's where they got the name from. And, uh, and so I guess in the last week or so, they've been educated on what the actual historical meaning of celebrating something like antebellum is so now lady antebellum is just simply lady a oh so that's okay. the new that's the new oh so they didn't just create a the brand new brand new no thing. and i thought they were going to and i'm like oh yeah yeah but all their fans have always called them lady a yes and the problem yes. i have with this is when you say lady a the a still stands for something in theory yeah apples y- now yeah. <laughs> lady, <laughs> lady <laughs> apples <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty offensive. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't no, thinking. that's it. You said it's not. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I'm sorry. I'm so- Listen, man, we're anyway. trying to teach our kid the alphabet right now at home. Yeah, and A is for apple. Right. Okay, no, you're right. So I, you're I, right. I, you're, you're right. Lady apples. I, I'm so embarrassed right now. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Dave Chappelle has a brand new special and Netflix shared a clip of uh, it's called Dave Chappelle and Friends a talk with punchlines and they uh, posted a clip on YouTube with a video entitled 846 and of course 846 is the amount of time which um, the officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck before he died so uh Dave, this isn't so much stand-up. Like, it's not Dave Chappelle doing a routine. This is like Dave Chappelle just... In conversation. Holding court, you know? Mm-hmm. This man kneeled on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Can you imagine that? This kid thought he was going to die. He knew he was going to die. He called for his mother. He called for his dead mother. I've only seen that once before in my life. My father, on his deathbed, called for his grandmother. When I watched that tape, I understood this man knew he was going to die. People watched it. People filmed it. And for some reason that I still don't understand, all these police had their hands in their pockets. Who are you talking to? What are you signifying that you can kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and feel like you wouldn't get the wrath of God? That's what is happening right now. It's not for a single cop. It's for all of it. Oh, and uh, Netflix boy. posted a message at the on the bottom of the video that just read, uh, from Dave, normally I wouldn't show you something so unrefined. Oh. I hope you understand. Um, so, yeah. I have like... And there was a small audience there, right? I have like a, in the in the clip. Chills yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 this is what Chappelle always does, but normally he just, you know turns things into jokes. He's always yeah. talked about this stuff, but it's it's incredible to listen to Dave Chappelle not worry about a punchline. What's this other one that we have here? This is another clip from the special. So the other night, I'm in my little clubhouse and I'm watching Don Lemon, that hotbed of reality. He says, where are all these celebrities? Why aren't you talking? Right, I was screaming at the TV. I dare you to say me. <laughs> I dare you. Has anyone ever listened to me do comedy? Have I not ever said anything about these things before? So now all of a sudden, this expects me to step in front of the streets and talk over the work these people are doing as a celebrity? Ask me, do you want to see a celebrity right now? Do we give a what Ja Rule thinks? Does it matter about celebrity? No. This is the streets talking for themselves. They don't need me right now. I kept my mouth shut, and I'll still keep my mouth shut. But don't think that my silence is complicit to all the shit these are saying, trying to get everyone to sing these songs. I know all these songs. I was raised on these songs. Why would anyone care 
what the favorite comedian thinks after they saw a police officer kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. I can't get that number out of my head because it was my time of birth on my birth certificate. I was born at 8.46 in the morning and they killed this in eight minutes and 46 seconds. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Dude, I have so that's chills the new right now. Special. Yeah, I know. What's it called? And, uh, it's, called uh, it's called Chappelle and Friends, A Talk with Punchline. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Sports coming back and... Woo! Yay, sports! You and I have talked, uh, you and I, about this, and then we've also talked to pro coaches about this and athletes about this, and that is when sports does come back without fans, we're going to hear a lot of swearing. Oh, Because yeah. that's just the way it works. And PGA Golf started playing. This was like two minutes into the broadcast yesterday. <gasps> no. Yeah. Well, then one grouping... Here's Rom at the eighth, just a moment ago. Pretty f- good there. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes in? Yeah. Oh, I saw everything. Oh, no. Well, we were hoping for better audio with no fans <laughs> surrounding the course. I apologize if anybody was offended about what they may have heard there. <laughs> right? Because here's the thing. Normally, after something like that, you would hear fans, right? For sure. And these, and it, these players aren't, like, they're not mic'd. Like, that's no, just, just the regular production mics that are there. Yeah. So, it's not open air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sound will travel. Well, did you see that, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, it was just like a rumor yeah. that the NBA is considering using crowd noise heard from the NBA 2K video game to fill in while the games are being played I heard for the broadcast? That. I heard that. Um, I mean, listen, show, shows have been doing that forever. Yeah. You know, American Idol does that. Any show that has a live audience sweetens it. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Sweeten it. I don't know if anybody who has put fake laughing in, I mean, I guess on old sitcoms where they couldn't afford audience wranglers and they would just shoot it and just have like not an actual audience but a fake laugh track. I know that they've done that before, but I don't know what it's going to be like to hear the crowd because when you watch football or basketball or hockey, you can see the crowd. Absolutely. So I don't know what it would be like to have cheering with empty seats. You know, one time, you, hold on, a long a while ago, I was at a WWE live event. Yeah. And what I didn't know is that they also, even within a packed arena, yeah. they pump through audio of an even louder crowd. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea because the person in charge of the audio at the time hit the button by accident. So you can hear this crowd when there was nothing going on oh. and, and then like quickly stopped. It was like one second. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, for sure. But right that. now on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the celebrity one, there's no audience, but you hear cheering. Yeah. There's yeah. nobody there. Yeah, that's happened before. That's happened wow. a lot of times on uh, on game shows and sitcoms. But, but especially but, golf, that's weird. Yeah, I know. That's it's super weird. weird. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the Toronto Zoo with the baby giraffe, baby long legs, yeah. they are letting people choose the name. <gasps> yes, I love this. But okay. you, you get to choose a name from a list of names. You don't get oh. to like, you can't call it Doug. Or like Harambe. Right. Yes. No. Uh, so you have Amani, which means peace. Yeah. Jenny, which means leaf. Mapenzi, which means love. Matumbani, which means hope. Mosi, which means firstborn. Oh, uh, Moyo, which means uh, heart. 
Uh, Umoja, which means unity, and Zahara, which means flower. So, I like the first one. What's the first one? The uh, one that stands for peace. Amani. I like that one. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I did my best. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The King of Staten Island is a new movie available on demand everywhere right now, starring Pete Davidson, uh, done by Judd Apatow. And this is another one of these movies that was supposed to be released in yeah. theaters in the next couple of weeks. This whole thing is loosely based, loosely based on uh, Pete Davidson's own life. And uh, as Mocha just said, it is available now. And Judd joins us now. Judd Apatow, what's up, bro? Welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. How are you? It's excellent to be back. How are you? Doing good. good. Uh, the King of Staten Island, this movie, man, it's funny. It's tragic at the same time, and I felt like really bad laughing at some of the comedy coming from Pete Davidson because you really feel for his character. Was that the the intent for this movie? Well, I think you know we we laugh at some of the worst things that happen in life. That's that's the purpose of of, of it all is to put a little uh, light in, in dark moments. And he's always had such a dark sense of humor. That's how he's gotten through things. So uh, it's okay to laugh. You could laugh at. Even the horrifying moments. First of all, thank you for just releasing a new bloody movie. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, too. we're all out of stuff, right? Like, <laughs> right. I am like yesterday. I'm like binging Remington Steel. I don't know what to watch. <laughs> so, what was that decision? Now, was it a tough decision to release it early, to, or or to wait for theaters, or or was that an easy one for you? I just felt like it was done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was just sure. like as simple as that. Like, what am I going to do? Like, hold on to it for a year and wait for the theaters to come back? I mean, I made it to make people happy and people need something now so it just felt like now's the time to put it out it's also about first responders and firemen and nurses and you know sudden trauma and how we deal with it so everything about it felt like it was appropriate to get it to people quickly uh, over the last couple of years we got the sense that you know pete loves doing what he does but he doesn't like it to be all about him and you saw that when all the attention on snl became all about him uh, getting him to do this a movie that's sort of loosely based on his old, on, on his own life did you have to sort of get him past a point of it being all about him to convince him to do this you know it took us years to, to decide to do it we worked on another movie first, and uh, then he, he worked on another one without me, and then we slowly said, should we talk about the real stuff? <laughs> yeah. And, and then as the, as, the, as the idea for the story started working, we got excited. But then he was nervous about it. The night before we started shooting, he started emailing me the IMDB resumes of actors he thought should replace him. <laughs> oh, no! He's like emailing me, what about Emil Hirsch? Is Emil Hirsch around? <laughs> what about, uh, you know, what, what are the, uh, the kid, what is Zach and Cody? Are either those guys around? Hey, John, what do you like about this movie, The King of Staten Island? I, I like that it's a very thoughtful look at, you know, a young person trying to figure out if they can allow a new potential stepfather into his life. You know, Bill Burr starts dating his his mom, and it's the first person his mom's dated since his father died. And Bill Burr is so funny. And I think that dance about, am I going to be nice to you, is so funny. When I was a kid, both my parents remarried, and it's so weird. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I like that it's about healing 
I think we all need some of that. Uh, seeing Bill Burr as a dad or as like any sort of family man or somebody who tries so bizarre to see him that way. But he is, as you said, he is so good at that. And he makes this movie. I mean, Pete's great, but Bill in this movie is so incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting to get to showcase Bill like that because, you know, it's rare that somebody gets to be Bill's age where they have so much to offer, but he hasn't pursued acting. So he's so funny, so interesting, but he hasn't given it all away in 35 other movies. Right. It's like everything he had, I could use. Yeah. And he's an amazing actor, and he's also a very sweet guy in a way that sneaks up on you. Yeah. Uh, Well, the movie's fantastic. Congratulations. On demand everywhere today. The King of Staten Island, Judd Apatow. Thanks very much for uh, for joining us and hanging out on the Roz and Mocha Show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care. Be well. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, you wear a watch? No, why? Oh. I used to wear a watch. I miss wearing watches. Why don't but you? I, I don't know. I, I always used to wear a watch loose as well because I don't like anything tight on my wrists. Uh-huh. Just on your right? pants, on your legs. <laughs> That's true. It's really wild. <laughs> I don't like Hold anything. On. You wear everything else tight except for a watch? No, 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 no. I my have you ever noticed that I don't wear like I hate wearing shirts that go all the way up to my neck because oh, yeah, I can't true. I can't stand that. I if, just if, thought it was because you like to let your chest breathe. If you ever see me on television, uh-huh. I uh, if I wear a suit. Right, my yeah. shirt underneath my suit. I will never do up the cuff buttons. Really? Nope, never. But you like your pants tight as yeah, hell. Yeah, I like my pants tight. I'm all, even with my suits. I'm like, take them pants in. But you can just take those <laughs> buttons right off that uh, the cuffs of that shirt right there. Well, the yeah. reason why I asked if you had a watch is why? because it's time. Oh, right. Sorry. It's time for tight pants, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hey, Mocha, you ready? Yeah, let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 news break. Uh, California allows movie theaters to reopen on June 12th with restrictions. Uh, so that means that Warner Brothers uh, may still be able to launch Chris Nolan's Tenant in cinemas on July 17th as originally planned. Uh, cinemas have been uh, closed across the U.S. since March 20th, I think was the day that everything shut down for them as far as the movie theaters go. Uh, the state is requiring that theaters limit capacity to 25% or no more than 100 people per auditorium. Uh, whichever is less, they say. And if all goes well, uh, this rule is expected to relax after about two weeks. So in California, they're already talking about um, June 12th, theaters open, and then two weeks after that, going back to full capacity. I don't know. Might be a little too early, guys. Okay, so I don't we, know. And we know LA is the biggest movie market in the entire country. Uh, know, other films that still. are, I know, still hoping to open on time. Uh, Unhinged, July 1st. Mulan, uh, July 24th. The SpongeBob movie on August 7th. And then, of course, Wonder Woman 1984 on August 14th. Do you think that movie theaters in Toronto are going to be full capacity by... No. By August 14th? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I Okay. There's two answers to this. I don't think so, but if they are, we're not ready. Okay, fair enough. Okay? Yep. We are not ready. Fair enough. Uh, Cops is uh, canceled by Paramount after 32 seasons. You know, I had no idea that the show was still on the air. Well, do you remember, though, a few years ago they took it off the air and there was a huge outcry because they got rid of cops and then they brought it back in on a different platform. 
Uh, the longtime police <laughs> show canceled after 32 seasons. Uh, Entertainment Weekly reports that the Paramount Network has already pulled the show off the air following the protests against police brutality in the wake of the death of George Floyd. Uh, but now the show has been canceled outright. HBO Max temporarily removes Gone with the Wind, but will bring it back with a statement on historical context and race. So we know the film won 12 Oscars overall. It's old, right? Uh, but it's also been criticized for its depiction of black people and its overly positive views of slavery. Uh, screenwriter John Ridley published an op-ed yesterday in the Los Angeles Times asking HBO uh, now to remove the film, writing, it doesn't just fall short with regards to representation. It is a film that glorifies the antebellum South uh, in a... it is a film when it is not ignoring the horrors of slavery, pauses only to perpetuate some of the most painful stereotypes of people of color. So that is uh, the latest on Gone with the Wind. Disney in the process of developing an original movie based on the songs of Lionel Richie. Stop <laughs> it. Uh, come on. Tentatively titled All Night Long. Are you serious? Yeah. Don't play with me. Tentatively titled All Night Long, the new project will use some of uh, Lionel Richie's greatest hits in a live action project in the early stages of development with a theatrical release in mind. Now, while the film is more in line with sort of the traditional musical vibe, they say, uh, you cannot discount the hugely successful formats of movies like Mamma Mia, where the actual songbook of an artist or a band was the sort of central plot point um, to the uh, pacing of the of the film everybody sing, everybody dance. I mean you put wild romance you put all night long dancing on the ceiling and hello in one movie boom I'm you dead. got a blockbuster right dead, there right yeah. you got That's the greatest you movie ever and I know he's got others yeah but those three you name me. You name me three more. Please. That's <laughs> all you need. Oh. God, this song was great, huh? I'm happy about this news. And I'm glad Disney is doing it, too. Lionel Richie always carried himself like a gentleman, too, huh? Oh, big time. You know what I mean? It's always like the sort of... And I'm pretty sure most of the time he wore his... Uh, his button-up shirt's the way you do. Three from the top? Yeah. Oh, pff, right. Just let yeah. that chest breathe, bro. <laughs> he was the best. Lionel Richie's a man. I love that guy. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's the uh, new Bill and Ted movie. I watched the trailer for it yesterday. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> it looks stupid. <laughs> I know. But Keanu, Still, who cares? Keanu Reeves, man. I, I, I put him in the same category as Halle Berry where I'm going to need proof that they're not aliens. Why? When somebody does not age, like not even a tiny little bit, I start questioning whether they're human or not. Like I've long, makeup, thought, I've long thought Halle Berry was an alien. Long. And I'm just waiting for the day that it's discovered. Like lizard? Like, yeah, something. Okay. Yeah, something. And Keanu Reeves is now in that category. Like Bill and Ted came out like 30 something years ago, the first movie. And he doesn't look much different. <laughs> like that's a long time to not you change. You think they're the same type of alien or like different alien? Mm. Like maybe Halle Berry is like a lizard person and interesting. Keanu interesting. Reeves is like a different type of alien. Oh, like from two like different worlds, not just yeah. like one alien maybe world? from like another part of space, like the oh, left, like the left side of space. That's interesting. Also, another, uh, you got to take note of this with Keanu Reeves. Uh, 26 years ago today in 1994, uh, Speed was released. No, was it yes. really? Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, I just watched Speed two weeks ago. 
You watched Speed? Speed 1? Yeah, Because the way I heard your sentence, it said I Speed, Speed 2 weeks ago. No, 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 no. I watched oh. Speed. Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago. Two weeks not ago. Not Speed 2, weeks ago. No, sir. <laughs> you think if I'm going to dip back and watch a Speed movie, I'm watching Speed 2? That's the one on the boat, right? Yes. <laughs> this according to the New York Times that the protests have come for Paw Patrol. And I don't mean that people are coming for Paw Patrol, but I mean that this is what happens when trolls are just so good at what they do that somebody like the New York Times starts to take it seriously. So, so the so Paw Patrol's official Twitter account, okay, put out a call for uh, black voices to be heard, and people started commenting. About Chase, who's the police dog on Paw Patrol. Yeah, German Shepherd. Saying, euthanize the police dog. And then they no. say, and then people were saying, defund Paw Patrol. No. And a lot of people were saying, uh, all dogs go to heaven except for the class traders in Paw Patrol. Oh, wow. Damn. Okay, so we, that, that's a joke, right? But this is what the New York Times says. But it's also not a joke. As the protests ag- against racist police uh, violence enter their third week, the charges are mounting against fictional cops too, even big-hearted cartoon police dogs, or maybe especially big-hearted cartoon oh, police dogs, are on notice. The effort to publicize police brutality also means banishing the good cop archetype, which reigns on both television and in viral videos of the protests themselves. Paw Patrol seems harmless enough, and at this point, the movement rests on the understanding that cops do plenty of harm. And this is what happens when... People turn like jokes and fake outrage into real stories. Now this story will always exist in the New York Times. And it was based on goofs. Nobody's funding Paw Patrol. Nobody's actually calling for an end to Paw Patrol in any sort of serious way. These were memes. You idiots. Uh, Bubba Wallace responds after NASCAR uh, bans the Confederate flag. Bubba Wallace, uh, NASCAR driver, uh, black NASCAR driver. Man, if you if you find something else to do for the rest of your life after your parents give you the name Bubba Wallace, other than drive NASCAR, I want to know what that job is. Fisher. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. maybe you fish for a living. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. You're either fishing and racing cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when your parents call you Bubba Wallace, uh, you are either fishing for a living yeah. <laughs> or winning races in something for a living. You are racing something. Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, no one should feel uncomfortable when they come to. This is what he said before the band. He said that no one should feel uncomfortable when they come to the NASCAR race, and it starts with Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. Uh, there's going to be a lot of angry people that carry those flags proudly. Uh, but it's time for change. And then NASCAR listened, and they did. NASCAR said this, the presence of Confederate flags at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans and competitors and our industry. So they ban Confederate flags. And then a na- another NASCAR driver named Ray Ciccarelli announced the end of his NASCAR truck series. In a Facebook post, he said, well, it's been a fun ride and a dream come true, but if this is the direction NASCAR is headed, we will not 
not participate after the 2020 season. Oh. This is what he said. He goes, I believe, he goes, uh, I don't believe in kneeling during the anthem, nor taking people's right away to wave whatever flag they love. Oh, I could wow. care He's less about the Confederate flag, but there are people that do, and it doesn't make them racist. Uh, all you're doing is effing one group to cater to another. Hmm. So there's some people within NASCAR that are not happy with that. Uh, Live PD was canceled by Annie amid uh, nationwide protests. I didn't really know about this show. It's basically like cops. But it's just a different version of cops. A different version of cops. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so they, they had it. Have you, have you ever watched it? No, I've never seen it. So the host, I can't remember his name, but the host, uh, he's like Dan in, Abrams. In a control room, like a TV control room, yeah. right? And you got people sitting there, like working all the machines and on all the controls and they have all these a wall of monitors. Oh my God. Right? You. And they're like, okay, we're going to go and check in with what's happening in wherever, wherever, USA. Right. right. And they go there and then they come back to the host. Okay, now we're getting word that there's a, you know. As if it's all live. Yeah, a break-in yeah. is happening in, you know, Detroit. Let's go Ooh, check in and see right. what, you know, DC, uh, Detroit police is dealing with so, over there. So A&E said, this is a critical time in our nation's history and we've made the decision to cease production on Live PD going forward. We will determine if there is a clear pathway to tell the stories of both the community and the police officers' uh, role and what they and, and how they serve them. And with that, we will be meeting with community and civil rights leaders as we, as well as police departments. Now that host who you were just talking about, Dan Abrams, tweeted this, shocked and beyond disappointed about this to the loyal Live PD nation. Uh, please no, I, we did everything we could to fight for you and for our continuing effort at transparency in policing. I was convinced the show would go on. So that's from the wow. host of Live PD who was actually shocked by this. Anna Kendrick, I, I completely forgot that Anna Kendrick was in Twilight, to be honest with you. Do you she remember? was? Yeah. No, she wasn't. She was. Anna Kendrick? Was in Twilight? Yeah. Anna Kendrick says, listen to this. Anna Hold Kendrick is filming Twilight. I've seen Twilight okay. once. Let me just double check this because I don't remember her, but I'm just reading this story. I don't even know. Oh, you don't even know? I said I've seen it once. Oh. And you, how many have you seen? All of them or just one? The first one and you the second saw, one. You only saw the first one. When, which, spoiler which one alert. Was she in, Maury? When, she was in number one and she played Jessica Stanley. Right. Oh! She was in number one. Oh, shut up. You don't number remember. one. Anyway, are you interested in hearing the hell that it was to film the Twilight series? I just remember being so cold and miserable, and I just remember my converse being completely soaked through and feeling like, you know, this is a really great group of people, and I'm sure that we would be friends at a different time, but I want to murder everyone. <laughs> Although it was also kind of bonding. There was, like, something about it that was, like, uh, you know, like, you go through, like, some trauma event, like, you imagine, like, people who survive, like, a hostage situation, <laughs> um, and you're kind of bonded for life. Now you want to go back and watch it, don't you? <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, Starbucks is set to close up to 200 Canadian stores. Uh, the move could mean 17% of the company's uh, 1,175 Canadian coffee shops uh, could be shutting in stores in the next 18 months or repurposing them into or repositioning, as they say, wow. uh, which suggests that they could either move to a new area or change format. What's the format change that a Starbucks would do? Make it like smaller and pick up only? No. Reserve Two things. Brand. Yeah. What's that, Maury? The reserve brand, the more expensive one. Oh, wow. Two things. That news is venti. Yeah. Two, I don't think that we're going to be seeing Starbucks with 
seating areas anymore for a long time. You don't think so, huh? No, I think a lot of Starbucks are just going to be pickup only. Yeah, yeah, because and those work. Yeah, they're very successful. They do great business with pickup only. But they have those those massive (laughs) like they they've done those specialty coffee shops that look like lounges and they're beautiful. The one that shops at Don Mills is gorgeous. If you ever walk into it. I, no, you like same price same as price. everything else, yeah, but okay. it's just like it's a nice place to go hang and chill. Really, yeah. And I think for the next, and it's sad to say, but I think for the next little while, those types of places aren't going exi- to exist anymore. Uh, Starbucks told employees in a memo last week that they were prohibited from wearing clothing or accessories that mentions Black Lives Matter or the movement. Uh, all of this was uh, obtained by BuzzFeed. Um, the Starbucks spokesperson told BuzzFeed that the company is dedicated to helping end quote systemic racism, but that the dress code policy would remain in place because it was necessary to quote, create a safe and welcoming environment for customers and staff. The memo reminded employees of an existing company policy that forbids accessories that advocate a political, religious, or personal issue. However, several Starbucks staffers reportedly said that the company commonly permits uh, people to wear accessories or pins that promote marriage equality or LGBTQ rights. Mm-hmm. So I don't know they how they reconcile that. Uh, a video from a top company executive reportedly sent with the memo warned employees that, quote, agitators uh, who misconstrue the fundamental principles of the movement could seek to, quote, amplify divisiveness if the messages are displayed in stores. So mm. uh, that is the latest from Starbucks. I don't know how you get away from that. Uh, Christine Elliott. Party at her place this weekend, huh? (laughs) What's her official title? What's Christine Elliott's official title? She is the health minister. Is that what it is? So I guess she was waiting for uh, a COVID test Mm -hmm. and somebody snapped a picture of her at the LCBO. Like right after the test. Yeah. And they were like, yo, what are you doing, man? Go home. Yeah. Because... You know you can order your liquor online now, right? Yeah. And because to me, that just makes sense, right? If, if you were, if you feel that you were exposed enough and there's people within your world or your circle that you felt the need to get a test on medical advice, the common sense reaction to that is to just go home and wait for somebody to call with the test results because this is not a process that takes three weeks anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they get the test results back pretty quickly, uh, but I guess she stopped at the LCBO and this was her response. I did not need to self-isolate. That was the medical advice that I was given and uh, that is what I did. And my test results came back negative, of course. Ah, positively negative. There we go. (laughs) As Donald Trump would say. Uh, City Councilor Michael Ford has checked into a hospital after he tested positive for COVID-19. A spokesperson for his office says that uh, Ford checked into Humbert River Hospital on Thursday yesterday to have additional testing done after experiencing more symptoms consistent with coronavirus. Hmm. Ford's office says that the hospital is monitoring his status, but overall he is feeling well. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hello, Christopher. Hello. How are you, man? Hey, I'm good. Is this Mocha? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz and Mochi. Mocha. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, oh. Dan is here as well, Rob. Roz and Mocha. Can I just say, yeah. Christopher's little picture on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Cute guy. Highly inappropriate, Maury. Thanks. All right. Oh, uh, you know what? Since Maury brought that up, can I just clarify something? Because yes. he did comment that I look badass in my photo, but oh, he put a wow. space between bad and ass. So does he mean I look badass or I look like a badass? Oh, huh? 
Yeah. So you said you you wrote so badass not one word. Oh, sorry. Maury, Maury, yeah. Are you saying that Maury commented on your photo? Well, he made a comment like about my photo. Oh. But isn't badass two <laughs> yeah. words? Uh, no. No. It's one word. It's one I word. Think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can go it can go either way, but yes, I I understand yeah. what you're saying. Either way, highly inappropriate and we apologize. Uh so Christopher, what is your <laughs> what's your question? All right. So my question is, when did you guys know that your significant other was the one? Mm. And what special thing did you do that they will never forget? Are you in a relationship right now, Christopher? Uh, actually, no. I just recently broke up. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so, okay. So hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Because this, this may be a more interesting conversation. When did you know that the person that you were with was not the one? Uh, when we broke up? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But you didn't just break up out of the blue. There was a reason for it. Uh, yeah, I guess there was. Um, was it your fault? Is that why you don't want to say anything? I guess it was, I would say it was both of us. I would argue. It was both anyway. of But what was the circumstance? I have a feeling that it actually was your fault, and you're just saying that it was both of you to save yourself. Yeah, uh, one sec. Sorry, I'm at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, Roz, did you uh, when did you know that well, Catherine... I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm interested in the breaking up oh, part. Okay. I'm bra- those the man's are, at work. He's at work. Yeah, I know. Why are you so interested in my breakup? Well, because you, you, you <laughs> called about a question about falling in love and you just broke up. So I want to know, you know, what it was. What was the, the reason were you real? How long were you with this woman for? Uh, about a year or more Wait. than a year. Were you living together? We're, we're assuming. Uh, woman or man? No. Woman. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and were you, you weren't living together, but you were, did you tell each other that you loved each other? Yeah. You did. Yeah. Were you planning? On yeah, get, we were, did. Were you planning on getting married? Yes. You were. 100%. And I don't like, I feel like at, at one point I just felt like, uh, uh, she was wonderful. Like she really cared a lot about everybody mm-hmm. and her family. But at one point she pretty much gave up a paying job to work for her dad's restaurant for free. Oh, and she's been like pretty much she had, she wasn't the same ever since ever since she started working there and she was just always uh she was unhappy right, right? and and i noticed that and like i tried telling telling her like hey you know what like look for another job like get out of the restaurant it was a bad idea for you to, to work for your dad anyway and she just hasn't really done anything about it and like I was like i slowly just kind of felt like she wasn't really and she's 10 years older than me. So I kind of like felt like she wasn't, she was kind of just like coasting through life. She still lives with her parents Oof. and yeah, yeah. She's 35. She still lives with her parents. And like, I just, eventually I just felt like she was, she was just comfortable, like relying and depending on her parents. So, mm-hmm. so what, yeah. what made the relationship great? What kept you, what kept you around? Um, we had, we just, whenever we were together, we were just always just happy. Interesting. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. So wait, you- wait, wait. Side note. Was the yeah. food of the restaurant good, though? Oh, it was great. It was yeah, wonderful. So, so you lost that hookup then, huh? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> family and friends discount don't apply no more. Yeah. Okay. So so what, you're, you're, you're back on the market. How are you meeting people? What are you, are you like social? Like, is it, uh, is it Tinder? Are you meeting people through friends, dating coworkers? Uh, like, what's your sort of path to finding a relationship? Right now, I'm not really meeting anyone. Like, I'm kind of just trying to focus on myself, focus on work. And uh, yeah. 
focus on work. Yeah, and making money and like get my career actually going. You can do everything. You can do all that other. So you can do all the stupid work stuff and still have yeah, a relationship. The idea that you that you you you're so busy. Believe me, you're not that busy. I know. <laughs> Damn, Chris. I know. Uh, okay, okay, I've been so, listening to you guys for years. I know Roz always says that, so please. I was kind of expecting to hear that from You're him. not that busy. It's BS. So, back to the question. <laughs> yes. I'm sure, uh-huh. I'm sure when Chris <laughs> was asked to be on the, on the podcast, he didn't think the conversation was going to go this way. Oh, heck no. Okay, so when did you know that your significant other was the one or is the one? And what special thing have you done that your partners will never forget? No idea. Maury. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know, bro. You answered that like real fast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I think the interesting part of this question, though, is what is the one thing you've done that your partner will never forget? Like, did you have the, what was the moment that you convinced them that you were the one? Like, do you, did you mm. have that moment? Was it something you did or something you said where you convinced Jenna, Mocha, and you convinced Matthew, Maury, that you were were their one as opposed to them being your one? I think for us, when it came to, because we moved in like real quick, right? Like I think it was so less than two months after we started dating that she moved into the condo. And it was in and around the time that we started dating that she was looking for her own place to live, right? Mm. She was looking for a new condo. And I went along with her. Uh, And I kept finding, like, the tiniest thing wrong with every single place that she was looking at. Oh, you're saboteur. That was my move. Because I was like, hey, listen, you know, I got this condo, and it's just me. Like, why don't we try this, and why don't you move in? So I think that the thing that convinced her was in, because it was a two-bedroom condo. Yeah. And in the master bedroom, it had like a, a mini like walk-in closet. Oh. So she came over one day and I had cleared the entire closet. So it was like empty, empty, empty. <laughs> and I took all of my clothes and I put it in the second bedroom closet. Wow. Just shoved everything in there. And wow. I said, this is where all of your uh, clothing can go. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's so funny. <laughs> because I was just thinking that Matthew came in and did that for himself at my place. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> so I think that that's what convinced her. Small gestures, huh, Morf? You know? <laughs> it's the little things. Okay, so that was that's a great move, Mocha. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, when I say move, I don't mean it as like that was a play, but that was a very, it's a, that was a very great gesture. Uh, Maury, what was your one thing that you did to convince Matthew that you were the one? We met just before his 25th birthday, yeah. and I remember I planned this whole thing. Like, you know, we knew right away that we both loved hotels and, you know, restaurants and blah, blah, blah. So I booked like a night at the Windsor Arms in Toronto, like fancy hotel with his friends, everybody pitched in. And then at his 25th birthday, I organized over months, everybody, like his famous celebrities to uh, send an autographed headshot. And I put it all in a binder, you know, and first one was like Blondie. Then there was, you know, the cast of Queer as Folk. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so on and so on. And the very last one was Mariah Carey signed right. happy 25th okay. birthday yeah. and he was in tears and it was at that moment that he realized I was the one <laughs> wait a minute I have a question everybody all of his friends chipped in for the two of you to stay at a hotel no we all stayed at the hotel oh, oh you all okay. stayed okay. I was gonna say that's kind of weird okay. and then you gave him a binder full of women 
Okay, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Interesting. Or not a move, but like, was there something that uh, you can recall that when you were with Catherine that maybe is something that she'd like remember? When you let her say, I love you to you? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest with you, because I like, I don't remember doing much. And I don't remember doing much because things were just kind of messed up at, at that time in my life when I first met Catherine. Uh, but everything just sort of came together. Like Catherine and I were, we were great. Like we were a good couple. We had problems and I did my absolute best to mess everything up. And I did mess everything up. And then what happened was is she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the moment sort of that she got pregnant was the day that everything, everything just changed and has changed for the better ever since. And she's the best thing that ever happened in my life. And Roxy's the best thing that ever happened to both our lives. And uh, I'm uh, the, the thing that I think that, you know, puts Catherine, you know, so high up in my world is that as I was doing everything to ruin things and to not commit and to just not be that person, she still had the belief that I would come around or that I was just going through stuff. So she just gave me space. Yeah. And That's a real one right there. Yeah, and I don't even think that she knew why I needed space. I just think that she sensed that I I just needed space and she didn't try and fix it and I wasn't a project and she didn't try to, you know, there was no sort of manipulation. She was just there. She gave me the time to come around. Awesome. And when I I did come around, you know, she was sort of the one that was standing there at the end of it. And to me, that just meant everything. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the podcast. (laughs) I have one more question for you, and please, I hope like this is not offensive in any way. So please yeah. don't take it the wrong way. Okay. But I've just been thinking about this ever since you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Can you please tell us the name of the restaurant <laughs> that your ex's family owns? Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Like, I would love for you guys to support the restaurant, actually. Okay. It's called Rock and Deli at St. Clair. All right, Rock and Deli. Rock and Deli. It's at St. Clair and Jane. Okay, oh, wow. in Toronto. Okay, so St. Clair yeah. and Jane. That sounds like a pickup joint. Rock and Deli. <laughs> what are they famous for? Do you know? Uh, well, they're like originally based in Montreal, and they're thick. They do Montreal uh, smoked sandwiches. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. You sure you don't want to get back with this girl? Guys, if you guys ever go there, take me with you. Then maybe I'll get back with her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look at this. Oh man, this place does look good. Yeah, bro, yeah. you should get back with this girl. Oh man, you yeah. walked you walked away from these sandwiches, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna say it's over till it's over. Oh, I gotcha. I would. Now that he knows that we're gonna potentially pay for his lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, bro. You have a great day, man. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks for the call. All right, you, Linda. You know, you know what's what? underrated? What the club sandwich. Oh, man, you know what? I love club sandwiches. Oh. You get, like, the perfect amount of bacon on there? Yeah. Woo, baby. Okay. You know what club stands for? It's it's the things in the sandwich. Yeah, I know. I think everybody knows that. <laughs> 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 Linda asks, uh, okay, actually says this. I uniquely came up with a would-you-rather situation for each of you. Okay. Roz, mm. would you rather have K-pop fans flood your timelines and feeds or eat an entire banana. 
Well, I mean, K-pop fans do flood my timelines <laughs> and all my feeds. And I ain't in a banana. But I guess in her situation, it would go away if you ate the banana. Like, let's say if you had to have the banana, you ate the banana. Mm-hmm. Then next time you log on or you check out Twitter or whatever, it's not like all nonstop K-pop stuff. Mm, I'm going to take K-pop. Really? Yeah. K-pop over bananas. Yeah, I can I can Damn. mute it. I can mute conversations. But you can eat a small banana. I can, no, no, I can't eat a small banana. I can't eat any banana. It's not <laughs> at a, all. At all. Not huh. for me. Not for me. Even if you mush it? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the sight and just sound of somebody mushing a banana. Mash nana is like the most vile thing that like an I you can put it in a sandwich with peanut butter. No. Oh, God. Why ruin peanut butter like that? I have had sliced banana with peanut butter before. Yeah? Yeah. Delicious. There's, On toast? Mm. Mm, there's yes. only one thing aside from peanut butter that belongs inside a peanut butter sandwich. Which is? Potato chips. I've never had that. Oh, it's so good. Potato chips with peanut butter? Oh, you plain make a peanut chips? Make, yeah, you make a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. And you take plain, just like regular Lay's. Just potato regular chips. Lay's potato chips. Uh-huh. You lay them all in there and then you smush it together. And the saltiness of the chip and the saltiness really? of the peanut butter, it is outstanding. I've never tried that. What really? You crumple yeah. the chip and in that way you can cover more real no, no, estate. No, no, you don't crumple it. What you do is you lay the chips in there and then you, you mash them by pushing down on the top. Yeah. So it's bigger pieces that crumble inside naturally. Okay, here's the thing. Inside. Peanut butter, Lay's plain potato chips, and banana. No, just don't. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, no, no, thanks. Damn it, Maury, would you rather have your husband, damn it, Matthew, listen to all the Razamoka Show podcasts or let him have access to all of your financial accounts? It's a good question. <laughs> wow, that's tough. I'm going to say... I'm going to say, wait, hold on. If he has access to the financial accounts, is it just to look at or he takes over? No, he has access, access to, to it. But I, under- means- I understand what you mean. Can he manipulate them and take over or does he just get to look over them? Like, does he, yeah, that's the, because if he takes over, he's going to start paying for things and I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he's going to ruin my whole hierarchy he, of bills. He has access. Yeah, but he, so he's I'm not going to do anything. No, he won't do anything. But, but he, he can, can just always, look at he it can like always some, look. Like, like, like a piece of fine art. He can always look at your financials. And I mean like credit card statements to find out like what you purchase with a credit card. Podcast. Oh, so you're going to say podcast. Wow, you're say pod- really? Wow. But on the podcast, you talk, you, about- <laughs> you talk about all of it. So it doesn't really matter. You're screwed. So he's going to get all the money you spent and all the micro-cheating you do. <laughs> wow, I would take financial statements. Uh- uh, and then for me, Linda asks, Mocha, would you rather have your son Cruz hate wrestling and Star Wars oh, or geez. eat a bowl of Maury's version of mac and cheese? Which, again, your version of mac and cheese includes what? Oh, it includes, well, it's the macaroni. It's the cheese that comes with it. It is tuna. It is a hard-boiled egg. It is ketchup. And it is a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, and corn. And corn. <laughs> Let's not forget, <laughs> forget the, the corn. corn. Oh, God. Well, I'm not going to force my kid to love wrestling and Star Wars the way I do. No. Now, you've so, had the mac and cheese before. I know, and it is so disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> God. I can't go through that again. If he no. hates Star Wars and wrestling, that's fine. Yeah. What would hurt more, Mocha, if when your kid is 16, what would hurt more if you were showing interest in something and he said, Ugh, Dad, wrestling is so stupid. Or, Ugh, Dad, Back to the Future is so stupid. Which would hurt more? 
as in a how can you like that? Like a little bit of shame attached to those words. Probably what, wrestling. What would hurt more, yeah. I think wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you already started showing him wrestling? <laughs> no it's way. It's tough with little boys because they'll yeah, just start bouncing, bouncing off things, I know. and it's it's tough to introduce wrestling to little boys. He's three. That's yeah. he's way too young for that. No. Yeah. But uh, he can play with your wrestling toys. No, no, no. It's no, too, not yet. Not it's yet. Too too little. Too little. Uh, Aaron says here, if you can only eat one type slash brand oh of God. snack item for the rest of your life, what would it be? And then in brackets, he has like Pringles, cheddar, chocolate almonds, whatever. Is popcorn? Chocolate almonds? Yeah. God, I've had chocolate almonds who's before. Who's picking chocolate almonds <laughs> as their one, one and only snack? That's like a desperate snack for me. Like Glosset raisins are really good. Mine's ah. easy. Mine's easy. Mine's easy, easy, Which is easy. What? It's so easy. If I only had like one snack encompassing all snack foods of all snack foods um it's either salt and vinegar chips yeah because i can i'll do anything with salt and vinegar chips i love them they go with everything or if i'm still allowed to like can i say like nacho chips but am i still allowed to have salsa yeah of course it's, okay it's that's part of the combo okay then my one then my one snack is nacho chips so i have two yeah Swedish berries, I love anything that Maynard's makes. chips. But you can no, only but pick one. You I can have only pick, pick one. one. Okay, then I'm picking Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar. Really? That's my you went with Miss Vicky's? Yeah. See, I would not. Not Why? at all. I don't like them. No? No. Which ones are you going with? Lay's. I'm just going to go straight up Lay's. Lay's. Lay's salt and vinegar. Yeah. Just as far as a very basic snack, I'm going Lay's salt and vinegar. Dan Mori? It was between popcorn and Kit Kat because both are my life. Yeah. But if I can only pick one because I feel like I would get sick of Kit Kat and I don't want that to ever happen, so I'm going to pick popcorn because you could just give me a bowl of popcorn and I'm the happiest boy alive. We started, I hadn't made microwave popcorn. Stop saying boy, you're 43 years yeah, old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Super right, sorry, 42, 42, 42, 42. I did the math wrong and now you just did. Okay, uh, popcorn. I hadn't made popcorn, microwave popcorn uh -huh. in, I don't even know, 20 years, right? And my only experience with microwave popcorn was from, you know, 10, 15 years ago when you'd be in the office and once a day somebody would throw <laughs> microwave popcorn in the microwave in the office kitchen and it would burn and it would smell the place. <laughs> and then workplaces put a ban on microwave popcorn, if you they remember. They did that here. Yeah. yeah. Because somebody overnight heated up popcorn yeah. and it almost burned the kitchen down. Yeah. So they so companies started banning uh, microwave popcorn. So uh, I haven't been exposed to microwave popcorn in a really long time. And I remember the last time I cooked it, it was just an unforgiving, you know, disaster where you had to make sure it was the right side up and it never tasted right and it never yeah. smelled right, everything else. And so I was completely against microwave popcorn for years. And so I would just make it on the stove in a pot. I put like popcorn in, put a little oil in, shake it with the lid of the pot on, you know, rock like- Like Jiffy Pop? No, no, like in a pot. Oh, that's like dangerous. Actual, actual kernels in a pot, yeah. right? That's how I made popcorn. That's how I've always made popcorn. And then Catherine bought two weeks ago, microwave popcorn. And oh my God, has it ever changed? Or it was. Really? Did she bring home Orville? Yeah, yeah, it's really. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Orville ones are great. Yeah, she put it in the microwave, and it pops, and everything is perfect. There's not one unpopped kernel in the entire and bag. Fluffy as and hell. They're fluffy as hell. Yeah, man. And they're, 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 it, it's it's like it is so different from the old school microwave popcorn. Yep. Microwave popcorn used to be half the bag was burnt black, mm -hmm. and, and then the other half was white, but tasted burnt black. Yeah. And, and half the bag was leftover unpopped kernels. Yeah, like that's what microwave popcorn used to be. 
Right? Not anymore. I am yeah. all for microwave popcorn. Really? Now. Did wow. she change your mind? Wow. Yeah. Did she give you the Orville it. regular or the Orville kettle corn? I don't know, man. What's the difference? <laughs> popcorn the, popcorn. tastes very different. Are you kidding me? Kettle corn tastes very different What's than kettle regular. kettle corn? I, some, it's, there's a taste to it that I don't oh, like. Oh, no, it's sweet. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, this no, is no, a that doesn't come big difference. House. And did you know that microwaves sweet. have a popcorn button? Yes, which I can't use on my microwave. Cindy asks... We know Andy Monroe, the dog that belongs to the Dammits. Wow. Andy Monroe likes Matthew better than Dammit Maury. Do your pets have a favorite in the family? So before we answer, mm-hmm. Roz, mm-hmm. Dammit Maury, I need to know. Mm-hmm. Or we'd like to find out. Uh, how have things progressed with young Andy in the condo? Has his attitude towards you changed? Uh, is Matthew uh, a little bit more welcoming to have you join um, to join their squad? I'm, are we a thruple? <laughs> no, um, Andy n- uses me when he needs to go pee. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I try like very hard to get him to You're like... the dog walker. I'm the dog. But I try so hard to get him to like me. Like if he's lying on the ground, I'll like lie next to him and try and be the big spoon and he gets up and walks away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So he like despises you. Yeah. Well, because you're the help, right? Yeah. You're the one that yeah. really wanted this dog for years and years and years. Yeah, no. Yeah, wow. you know, he loves Matthew. Like he'll follow Matthew everywhere. And I'll even be like, Andy, Andy, follow me, follow me. Nothing. So why do you think that is? What 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 happened? What did you not do that Matthew did? Or what did you do wrong that Matthew did not do that has you know, sort of turned Matthew into the mama? Matthew's convinced it's because when we went to pick up Andy, mm-hmm. He was the one that held him in the car for the whole ride home. Mm. And he thinks that and was were, the moment. you were the chauffeur. Yeah, and he thinks that was the moment. Like he looks at Matthew as the trust, as a comfort blanket, and he looks at me as, can you take me out to pee? Yeah, you're the help. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Interesting. But, but I ha- keep trying. I'll lie down. But, how, but, and, but realistically, without jokes, how does that make you feel? Because devastated. this is all you've ever wanted. Devastated. My whole dream was that this dog would lie with me on the couch and we would watch TV together mm-hmm. and fall asleep on the couch together and, you know, wake up the next morning and but you stretch know, together. But, but you know you're not at that point yet, right? Like he's still a puppy. Yeah, but this is when you when you sort of train them to do these things. No, no, no. They got to get old and lazy, mm-hmm. and then and then they're on the couch. <laughs> oh, with so you. I get like Matthew's like leftover dog. No, no, no. You're gonna get the you're gonna get the chill dog, right? You're gonna get the dog where he's just gonna sleep for you know four or five hours a day, <laughs> and you're gonna go home, and you will you're gonna have to kick him off the couch. Like that's the way that it's gonna go. Right now he's a puppy. You're gonna be fine. You're like gonna be you're gonna be okay. Weekend mornings when it's time to wake up, Andy, you could hear the tippity tap of the floor yeah. from from his nails, and, and you, you get all excited. He's coming to my side of the bed. He goes over to Matthew's side and licks his arm. I'm like, for the love of God! And you know what's a great idea? What's what you that? should actually do, Maury, is get another dog. <laughs> You know, Matthew said that because there were two dogs left when we picked yeah. up Andy. There was Andy and one other. Yeah. And Andy's like, oh, Matthew or Andy needs a, a friend. We should have brought home both. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so two dogs can love you yeah, more? Andy and Mandy. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what else I was going to say Andy and Andy too. Yeah, Andy and Andy. You should just call them both Andy. You're right, Mocha. <laughs> uh, you know what sucks is that because of COVID, um, 
Matthew every now and then would go on work trips. He would have to go and do his job on the road for some of these shows. He'd be on one right now. And so Maury doesn't even have that. Maury doesn't even get Matthew out of the house so he can have a little bonding alone time with the dog. Damn. Right. So and now that Matthew's home all day, it's like I don't know if this bond is ever going to be broken because what happened was is before COVID, Matthew was at work all day long and Maury was at home all day long. You would have been able to build a relationship with the dog being his sort of support guy all day, but that doesn't exist right now. When I go home now, see, when we first got Andy, I'd come home and Andy would sort of come running to see who was at the door. Yeah. Now when I come home, I open the door and I think maybe he's going to come running. No, no, he's still lying down by Matthew's feet in the office and I have to go say hi to them. Oh, Oh, no. God. Wow. You're on the outside of that pack. Oh, man. Every week on Instagram, at Kiss925 is where you'll find Ask Razamoka. We'll try our best to answer as many questions as we can and have some fun with you. This has been the Razamoka Show podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.